Hello and welcome to a new episode of Fet. You snoring during my intro, man? You sneezing? Snoring. <laughs> snoring. <laughs> I was, was going to say, Jesus. <laughs> this is a new episode of Fascinated with Films. They're just racking up. Just racking up, man. This is number 19. Oh, <laughs> like, what do these guys yeah. do for a living? <laughs> this is this it. This is what this we is do. It. We make millions of dollars doing this. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Brought to you by Nike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to say it every 20th pod. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this is our second part episode of our Stephen King retrospective. I we went over... Uh, let me read off... You want to read the, them off? Yeah, let's read off the top 15. Maybe you get someone to be like, oh, I got to go back and hear that one. Yeah, so if you uh, are just joining us for the first time, you should go back a pod and listen to part uh, one of the Stephen King <laughs> you retrospective. you have enough time on your hands to listen to the yeah. second pod, you might as well listen to the first right. one. Well, it, was yeah. a good, it was a good one, too. Who doesn't like Stephen King, you know? So we've got Carrie, Selm's Lot, The Shining, Creepshow, Cujo... The Dead Zone, Christine, Children of the Corn, Firestarter, Cat's Eye, Silver Bullet, Maxim Overdrive, Stand By Me, Bam! The Running Man, and Creep Show 2. That's a deep cut. Watch <laughs> <laughs> the first pod, you'll get it. <laughs> so yeah, so this is our second one that we're going to do. Uh, Justin lost it. Good yeah. stuff. <laughs> Oh, before we get into this pod, too, I heard that you went and finally saw some uh, Star Wars. I did. Yeah. I did. I uh, I used my movie pass membership oh, yeah. <laughs> to purchase the tickets. That's who should be sponsoring this. That's podcast. what I'm talking about. And uh, so I did. I went and saw it, and I thought it was really good. Um, right. Yeah. I You know... Did you hear any of the chatter beforehand? Or very, very little, but it wasn't about the story. It was people's opinions on how it was done, what yeah. was could have been better, and Fan stuff boys like that. Are a well, there's thing a mythology that. to this yeah. that goes beyond the movies. Yeah. yeah. You got to yeah. be really concerned when it comes to fanboys. If you ever go to any of the comic book sites yeah. or something like that on Facebook, well, if you, you want to hear some it, anger. If you try to make <laughs> a movie for them, you're going to lose yeah, a lot every time, of other yeah. people yeah. that aren't ever going to come into the Star Wars universe. That, it's pretty obvious what the fans do want, though, and it is surprising how many directors just go the opposite and they're like yeah. I don't give a fuck yeah I don't care what <laughs> and, you want and there were a couple moments like that in this one but uh, I think overall I loved it yeah and, and like I had told you uh, previously that Mark Hamill is just the man in that movie yeah. too I yeah. could have watched him in every scene yeah and you know like so what I had heard compared to what I thought was you know I heard that he you know was just very joking and that you know the first beginning part of the movie was you know kind of comedic and stuff like that and it had its funny, had its funny parts but that's really, a Star Wars movie but, yeah well yeah sake, and, and, and go back Back to the original ones. That's yeah. the problem. And like, people forget how much comedy right. they were in. Yeah. And, you know, and I also, like, from his very first introduction, when he throws the lightsaber, you know, I was just like, oh, <laughs> man. You know, I was let down at that point. But then That's I saw... half the sentiment out there. See, to me... I thought it was great. I, I thought it was great. But I thought he was... Yep. so so disconnected from and that. that's and that's yeah. what I saw from it you know what I mean was like oh okay I get it he's not gonna pick this lightsaber up and instantly say I'm this badass yeah, yeah. you know he's gone another route and he's you know another person now and so you know then I understand mm-hmm. why his next dialogues and actions are the way that they are I wasn't yeah. you know so so it won you back yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was a great movie yeah. overall. I, my problems were very minimal. It was. Yeah. It was like there was really no yeah. need to go. I'd to give it a B plus in that universe. Yep. Rogue One is definitely an A. I give a. Uh, I put Rogue One over Jedi. Uh, when the um, original Jedi. Yep. Really. I put Rogue One over. Jedi. You were never. Wow. You were, I love Jedi. You loved yeah. it, but you were it. you were always such a a fan of number two. It was, but that I, you didn't see very. You couldn't. 
I don't know if you were because it was a significant yeah. amount of time between the two. I saw th- I saw Wasn't Return it? of the Jedi in like three. Uh, three times in the theater. But how many years oh, wow. have gone by? Uh, Welcome 80, to our 80, Stephen King pod. Yeah. <laughs> 1980 was Empire. Someone grabbed the wheel. <laughs> We're out of control. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, GPS yeah, 19, told me to reroute. 1980 was... Uh, now off track. ...was Empire and 1983 was 83. Okay. Uh, so it was Return of the Jedi. So uh-huh. three years. But... There was a, some silliness to Return of the Jedi, you know. If you go back and you watch that, there's the Ewoks and everything, and it yeah. just doesn't hold up as well. But I loved it. I mean, at the time, it was my favorite thing. Right. My greatest cartoon voice I could ever do was. That thing was great. <laughs> you talking about that little thing? That's yeah, Jabba's little thing. Yeah. Yeah, man. I do. I do. I do a crumb. pretty good. I do a pretty good I job. I just scared the crap out of my cat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, we'll we'll take it on the road sometime. I'll be like, East or Muga, ha ha ha, solo. Yeah, well, we'll go in more in that. We are going to do a Star Wars pod in nice. the next few weeks, so we'll we'll touch on every single one of them. Uh, well, yeah, I guess we'll do with the prequels too. Maybe I'll, hey, maybe I'll rewatch them before or I. Or we can speak harshly about them. That's fine too. I mean, <laughs> no, no, I yeah, don't. this one sucked. That one sucked. Let's talk about this one. <laughs> no, but I mean, listen, if you, they, oh well, he should I'll have taken harshly. more care of that franchise. Yeah, than, no, he did, than he did. He thought out. He was trying to outthink himself. Before we start going off the rails here, yeah. All right, George. All right, all right. We're going to Stephen. I got an eye on you, buddy. We're going to Stephen King, man. We're going to Stephen King. Now, Stephen, thank you again for listening. Yes. One of the uh, one of a lot of people's favorite Stephen King movies is the first one. The first one on the list because we're going in chronological order. Oh, nice. uh, The last one we uh, left off on was 1987's Creepshow 2, and now it's 1989, and it's Pet Cemetery. Yes. Pet Cemetery scared everybody. Oh, I scared everybody. with mommy. Now oh. I want to play with you. It doesn't. It doesn't beat the dying sister in the room. Oh, the man. dying sister oh, in the room. Oh god, is one of the was, most disturbing. That was what's her yeah. name? Amanda Plummer, I think. No, that was a guy. That was played was by it? a guy. Yep. Was it? That really? looked like yep. Amanda Plummer. It did, but it's a guy that played oh, that. Oh uh, man. When the spine is oh, twisting uh, contorted and, and stuff. Yeah, and you see it. And oh, you can imagine something like that happening, like a family leaving a kid alone with someone that's got to. Disabled, yeah. and they can't kid can't yeah process that right. But it was a fabulous. I love this movie. This oh movie yeah, it was so good. Great. And it was better. It was probably better than the uh, or just as good as the book. The book had some really uh, verbose stuff in it. I remember. Uh, I'm uh, sure they brought more so, people. So, back sorry, Stephen, but yeah, you, uh, but... you ended up. He stayed on the scene, getting into the cemetery to get Cage out. So long it took him to uh, uh, in get the in there in the book oh, when they really? initially buried him, and then he had to go dig him up and then bring him to the other cemetery. Uh-huh. It seemed like he was on it for like thirty or forty pages. Uh, oh wow! But maybe the, the movie just did some time lapse stuff. To make <laughs> yeah, it right. well, that yeah, was like, that long. Here too. I'm walking no, here. It wasn't now supposed I'm there. to be some place they could get to easily. I, I get right. it, but don't keep. 30 pages on it. <laughs> right, yeah. So I, I appreciate the movies and the flow. <laughs> My wife's favorite author, one of them, Steinbeck. Yeah, that's That, no, that motherfucker true. will do that shit, too. He'll talk 40 minutes about, about, about the, the sunrise. The, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, 
I get it. But <laughs> if you love the words or you yep. love the writing, you, right. you want I that. appreciate you it. You want that 40 pages. And this yeah. was one of the first Stephen King uh, books I read, and it was uh, it was amazing. I remember how big this was when it came out on the newsstand. I remember Mom had to have it, and she went and oh, got yeah, it at the yeah. library. Huh. Uh, it was really good, but... Uh, the cast was great in it. You've cast got the... Awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I couldn't even tell you what that... The main guy? He's from television, but I couldn't tell you any other movie on, he was in. Yeah, was he on sliders for a while there? Or maybe, maybe something else. I, I don't couldn't know. even... Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> tell you either. But certainly uh, Fred Quinn playing <sighs> one of the more realistic... There's, there's actually two actors that I can think of on this list, this specific, the next fifteen that that really nailed their main accent. He totally and nailed Fred Gwynn. Totally it's over there. If you want to know what a main accent is, yeah. it's over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty easy one to do too. People but. get it confused with the Boston accent. Like, yeah. Hey, this is no, car's really far. You, so you got to go yeah. down here and the make uh, yep. right and then right. Uh, take yep the left over the yeah. over the over the bridge yeah. over. Yeah, <laughs> that's the boss. Uh, I can hear main main. Was... I We can detect oh, we can main hear it easily. immediately. It right. sounds completely different than. But there's certain uh-huh. words that they use, like uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. finish words with uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you can usually tell from that. Mm. But yeah, he did a fantastic job, and I'm telling you, uh, there were certain elements in this thing that they made scary that uh, that normally wouldn't be as scary if it wasn't thrown into a Stephen King oh, movie. And, I mean, and just the road, just the, yeah, just just the, the presence road. Yeah. of the road. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. Because I, I, we probably have all gone to friends' houses that lived on major roads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember John Christian's house yep. was on that corner. Yep. That was and a bad road right there. you couldn't see the traffic was coming on either side. So you had to say, okay, one, two, three, and commit. Yeah. No, I actually had a friend in eighth grade. She got hit by a semi-truck. Oh, oh man. Yeah. So that scene, that scene was Oh, my God. That's like full speed. Like, yeah, no, oh, yeah. God. The way they filmed that scene. And, and they cut <laughs> together and with they, the balloon oh, chasing. They, and it's like every parent's... Nightmare, they cut to him, yeah. cut to him yeah. holding it in the, yeah. the birth photos. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. No. As, the, as the little bloody shoe tumbles down the tumbles oh down the god, highway, they couldn't dude. possibly make this. Oh worse. my god! Yeah, no, it was bad. Yeah, so that was brutal. And they, and, and to make it worse, they realized they they cut to the driver like behind the wheel. Oh, yeah. Then they cut back to him. Yeah, and the, it was a he well was chasing put together, the balloon, well yeah. edited. Scene. But they yeah, knew sure. that he was in trouble. Oh, yeah. Before, like halfway before they got to the road, but they just couldn't get yeah. up to him. Yeah, yeah, no. Kids don't listen. Listen to your parents, kids. <laughs> yes. If you're listening to this pod, yeah. you're a bad kid. Exactly. Turn don't this off. To your yeah. <laughs> now, there was some good uh, special effects in this movie, like what they did with Pascal, oh, yeah. the side of Pascal's face, Pascal. where his brains were. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was and he kind was, of like. He was very similar to like. But uh, he was also ghosty. Like, you yeah. could see through him. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Like, oh, yeah. You could see through him a little. Illu- Oh, yeah, illuminant, yeah. What was kind of his deal, well, though? Well, he I mean, was like, kind of a guide. He was, but yeah. I thought in the, the end... The doctor like, tried to save him, and he lost him. Yeah, Remember, he got hit he by a car yeah. on the road, and they, the road had killed him. He wanted to help him like he tried to help him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got you, yeah, yeah, And yeah. he wouldn't listen to him. He yeah. wouldn't listen to him, uh, even to the very end. to the yeah. very end. Yeah. yeah, Denise Crosby but, got you, man. Yeah. Oh, man, when they make but it up, she had that eye that was oozing. Oh, God. But the movie was great. The backstory about the kid... Mm. Like he's like telling him over beers. He's like, we did. Remember when I told you we didn't put anybody up there before? Yeah. yeah when they, yeah, when they like, that whole story about the yeah, guy who came up in the army was eating yeah. the leg in the mm-hmm. yard, which was a disturbing ass scene. I don't remember. Remember that. they the neighbors found him digging in the uh, yard and eating like flesh and stuff, and then oh that's yeah, that's when they came he's, over to the house with the uh, Molotov cocktails and threw it. And in something there. Right. I, some scene I've always wanted to shoot, and I don't know why I like it, but when people are hanging laundry and the sheets. Or yeah. flopping yeah. in the laundry in the wind, and then they that show his like re- something for the summer. They show his yeah. reveal, yeah, <laughs> and they show his reveal like yeah. right 
through the sheets. It's pretty right. And, he, and she and knew she, he wasn't right. She like knew he wasn't right like immediately. Yeah. And she just ran into the house. That was so creepy. The tone to that movie, man, was the little really, kid really bouncing creepy. out of the casket at the funeral. People getting in fist oh, fights man. at the funeral. Because <sighs> you could see that happening too. And then somebody thought her, somebody else was responsible for your child's death. Yeah. yeah. And then oh. on top of all that, throwing yeah. Denise Crosby's twisted uh, backstory about Rick, her sister dying and having to take care of her for yeah, years yeah, and years yeah. and years yeah. was just that was just over the top, man. Yeah. Uh, they covered all their bases. Really well played by that main actor too. He was, oh, he was I know. Really I can't. I can't even. Yeah. I know. I've seen him in other stuff. It just does not hit me what it, exactly it was. Oh, uh, I almost had one. But like you said, with uh, well, we should we can't get through this without talking about Fred Gwynn's death sequence. Because I was, was going to say clearly it, the best one of the that most was the best part of the whole scenes. movie was his death scene. I mean, the other ones are kind of it was a it was a twofer too. You know, it was a twofer. Yeah. Oh. You got the that little kid. It was creepy. Oh yeah, he would. They just played little laughs. Yeah. <laughs> he went on to do uh, kindergarten cop. He was a kid in kindergarten. He was, oh, he kid was kindergarten wasn't he? Yeah. That's right. He uh, was milking that kid angle for oh, a while. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he got him in the Achilles, and then oh. uh, got him in the throat. In the throat. Yeah. Oh, oh in the no, lips. in the lips. Oh, that's right. Cut yeah. His lips, but then he bit like his the throat. Joker. So it's a three for man. Yeah. yeah. Three for oh. <laughs> man. That's the first time I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he gets it really bad. That's one of the most memorable. And I love him from the monsters. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was growing up. The monsters was awesome. Yeah, I loved uh, such a great thing. And he was so he was he was like almost at the level of like John Ritter, like yeah. in the way that he carried himself in that show. Hmm. Like not as physical, but everything he did, he was funny. The way he Comedy. delivered, yeah. yeah. And then it had that that bitch. I didn't think I was going to pull a John Ritter. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, what? There is a John Ritter Stephen King connection. Is there? Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> we'll be talking about that later on. Oh, okay. John Ritter might be the men at work of this pod. Yeah. <laughs> so it's coming up soon, too. So, yeah, then the ending, man. The ending was fucking fantastic. Yeah. You know, after everything he knows, he yeah. knows he should he not knows. marry. But oh. he, he's justifying it himself. Was He was dead for a while. She yeah. just died. So yeah. I can go put her in there and everything will be fine. And she comes up with that vicious-looking fucking steak knife, uh, butcher knife, and uh, that goose... Oozy eye and Ugh. makes out with her, has a big passionate kiss, and then it cuts to black. I like to think that she yep. killed him, but then took his body to the burial ground. Ooh. Oh my god, where's his so stuff? They could be, so that they could That's be together. A really good angle, so that though. they could be together in the afterlife, anyways. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, course, nobody in that family had anything but good intentions. That I know, right? Oh, yeah. Well, what do they say? No good deed goes unpunished, yeah. you know? We're not going to be talking about Pet Cemetery 2 on this pod, but oh, it had its, I was ready. It had its moments. It had its moments. <laughs> I thought you were going to do it. <clears throat> All right, oh, real so. quick. I, I love the part in Pet Cemetery 2 where he puts the guy's face next to the back of the motorcycle tire. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I didn't ever saw Clancy it. Brown, man. It oh, Clancy Brown. Yeah. Oh. Clancy Brown stuff. All right, so the next one, we were just talking about there's been two main accents that I think have been done like pristine. And this next one is one of my favorites. This was actually the first Stephen King movie I ever saw in the theater. And since hmm. this movie, I saw them all in the theater. Hmm. Uh, so this one is 1990s Graveyard Shift. And oh, I love Graveyard yeah. Shift. The boss. It's the one the, you're talking about, The right? boss, yeah. His and accent he's the dad, was perfect. He's the dad hmm. from Monster Squad. Oh, really? And you would think that this guy has a main accent. He kind of looks like the guy from Tremors to me. A little bit. Like Fred Gwynn? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so with uh, Graveyard Shift, that was a short, short story, like eight, nine pages. Yeah, in, really? And it was in Night, night Shift. Night Shift yeah. I remember reading this a bunch And it was times. a mill. Mm. Uh, they were, it was like a cotton mill. Cotton mill, mill yeah. And uh, then it's been overrun by rats. 
and it's all about the uh, the kind of asshole boss is making him work. And it, the, what's great about this is it has that tone in it that everything is hot and sweaty and everyone's nasty and everybody's like, broke. And, yeah, like they yeah. remember they were yeah, like, oh yeah, offering like, and broke come and, and come and work double shift at yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it was like they were cleaning out like. Just the foul. They were like, cleaning out like dead rats from oh, yeah. the cotton gin. And well, that stuff. was the beauty of it was uh, Brad Dorff's scene in this movie. And <laughs> Brad Dorff, bread rat terrier. This might be the. First, <laughs> might he be does the, first... the greatest monologue in that whole. <laughs> oh, absolutely! I listen to it like on the regular. It's I want so to play good. it right now. Really? Oh, let's no. stop the pot. <laughs> it's weird. This is the first time we mentioned Brad Dorff oh, on the. We pod, shame on us. And uh, it was phenomenal. His, <laughs> he came into this movie. He was, and, just took it over. He did was Crispin Glover esque, where he just. Oh yeah. Just went. He's the. Terminator man. Yeah, man. He came in there and he told this uh, great tobacco story. Was like, he told Vietnam stories yeah. about rats being like, oh, yeah. put in uh, sacks. They used to do that. They yeah. cut a slit in your side of your mm-hmm. body, your belly, over you. and it'd burrow into you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just eat you from the inside out. It, really brutal. War is hell. Yeah. So they, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, he was in this movie, and then it was all about this crazy infestation. But there was something more to that. There was a bunch creature, of character actors, was, good ones, good ones. Yeah, there was a. Uh, um, so it kind of all came down to this mutated rat bat type yeah. creature that yeah. lived, lived in the box. I don't know if it holds yeah. up on camera, but it's... Uh, oh, it's not everyone's favorite for sure. I have a special memory. I love this movie. I, yeah, I thought it was I really watch good. it all the time. I mean, Brad Dorf is, in, is yeah. ridiculous. And it's awesome. very main, man. A lot it's of his movies main. don't feel as main as his other ones, but uh, this and one is definitely... Main uh, is one. It's very beautiful. Place. Yeah. Uh so yeah, Graveyard Shift, man. It's a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. So number three, we touched on this a couple pods ago, but we'll go uh, a little deeper into it and talk about some different stuff. Is uh, Do you remember what we talked about the first time? I do. Okay. Uh, is uh, <laughs> 1990s Misery. Ah! Ah, uh, yeah. Ah! And, and, and uh, you know what? Honestly, I, I don't care how often we talk about that movie. <laughs> I love that yeah. movie. <clears throat> and if I'm not, uh, I might be wrong. Let me look here. It might be the not. only one that has uh, given somebody an Oscar. Really? Because Kathy Shawshank, Shawshank did not. It was nominated. Okay. Really? Forrest Gump stole it that year. It was the same year as Pulp Fiction. Ah. Pulp Fiction, Shawshank, and uh, Forrest Gump were all the same year, and <laughs> Forrest Gump swept it. Top that. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. I think uh, <laughs> Pulp Fiction won screenplay. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, she won Best Actress for, uh, for Misery, and she freaking deserved it. Uh, big yeah, time. she really did. I mean, this was her uh, her key role in this thing. <laughs> did she say cockadoodle? Cockad- uh, yeah, cockadoodle. She had so many great one liners like that. It was really awesome. <sighs> I mean, honestly, I, this is the only movie that I ever knew of hers up to that point. Up to that I mean, point. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, and I think up until maybe two movies later for her. I was like, oh, I know yeah, who yeah. she is. Like, you It know. was one of those movies that you could immediately say, oh, it's the chick from Misery. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm pretty sure I had seen her stuff James before Conn, He was the other... Was James Conn had yeah. been around yeah, forever. And that was a different role for him absolutely. as an actor. Which oh, yeah. is, like, we were used to seeing him be the rough gangster, gangster or the, yeah. rough cop. tumble cop. Or, right. the, or the, you know... He was in the bed the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> or, or in a elf. wheelchair. Or in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is I don't know how to break this very... game, buddy, but your dad, he was on Naughty List. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the great But he killed story. it. That role. Oh, yeah. He did a great job. And mm. it was, it, it, it's something that you can say, yeah, I could see this happening. And for you, sure. As if you're just looking at it from Stephen King's point of view about obsessive fans, we could just imagine yeah. the oh, letters and the. Uh, 
the people that have come up to him at shows or said something to him, you know he's got. A <laughs> he's like, oh, I have this yeah. fucked up story you have to put in your next book. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, oh no. my god, I wouldn't. That's. I killed my entire family. I want you to write about it. <laughs> yeah. I did it for you. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> God, man, he must have dealt with this. That is my so daughter times, Stephanie too. and my son Stephen and my son Stefan yeah. <laughs> and my other daughter Stephanie and my daughter named Misery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm completely fine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so you basically have a story of uh, Paul Sheldon, who is a writer that gets into an accident up in uh, Maine while he's finishing his book, and he gets back up your books on hard drive. Exactly. That is, that is that is that is less misery. Yeah. Whole <laughs> so he gets into a horrible <laughs> car accident, drives off the uh, road, and he gets picked up by uh, his number one fan. Driving in Maine is crazy mis- too, though. Oh man, it's crazy. Uh, can I tell Maine story real quick? Go on with Stephen Do King? it. All right, so the school we went to had big affiliations with Bangor, Maine, like Arusta County, way the hell up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and they had churches and youth groups and all kinds of things up there. And for field trips, a lot of times they would just take us. They would take us for a week to snow camp or take us for a week up Whoa, to Maine. That's we awesome. went one time when it was like zero for like six weeks in a row, and Jesus. so we were staying at this place. The feet, the snow was almost three feet deep, mm-hmm. and we were going to go watch a snowmobile race. And so they gave us directions back then. You have GPS, so they said, "Go here, go here, make a left." Right. He's like, "It's a, like a path to the woods, Stone and then the age. woods comes down to the lake, and you'll see it when you get there." Well, we turned on this tiny little road, and it felt like one of those roads where you're like, "This is a murder farm at the end of this road." <laughs> <laughs> please, please turn around as quickly as possible. It's like so, we're driving on this tiny rickety rickety road. I was like, we're going to a snowmobile race with like hundreds of people going to watch. It's like we took a wrong turn, and they're like, yeah. no, this is the only street on the street. I swear, this is where we need to go. Oh, so we man. drove another like two hundred yards to an opening. They made a parking lot on the ice. And there was 300 cars parked in one section of ice. And the race was on the ice. The grandstands were built on the ice. What? We're on the lake, out in the middle of the lake. (laughs) That's awesome. And, like, I remember, like, being, this kind of seems kind of, I mean, those cars all together is like 300 cars. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, but the ice is three feet thick. Some guy was ice fishing, and he had pulled a plug out that was, like, yeah, it's ridiculous. You don't realize how much that's like concrete. Yeah. That's oh my yeah. Main no, story. that's crazy. I remember catching a fish the next day, and it froze solid within like thirty seconds. I bet. <laughs> oh, that's insane. That's how uh, Maui is. You know, it's the, the land is just so grand that you'll have to go through all this crazy yeah. kind of wasteland to get to anything. Yeah. And there's lighthouses like and that, rocky coasts. It's yeah. all, it's very. Beautiful. I mean, they have some cities there, but the most of it is all wilderness. Portland is the one on the water. That yeah. one's kind of cool. Marie and I went there. There's like docks and. People. I've known people that have driven by <coughs> Stephen King's house. He has like a, <coughs> excuse me, he has a really impressive like uh, black iron rod fence that goes around uh, his he... whole property, and he's got like bats on the top. He's worth four hundred and something million dollars. And uh, what was the uh, what was the address to that place? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what well, are you going to be that just creepy? Going he's going to be that creepy fan What's like misery, man. man. <laughs> just head north. You'll we just came full circle. <laughs> we just came full circle back. Good job. I found Good you job. In the snow. Yeah. He's like, no, I was sitting next to my pool. No, you weren't. You're in trouble. <laughs> so yeah, Annie Wilkes. So Annie Wilkes, she's a bad mamma jamma man. You, oh. you find out in the the biggest scene of the movie. She's called a dirty would, bird. Yeah. She said something. I can't try to figure out what her catch word was. 
So she's she's very very friendly with Paul Sheldon uh, at, first, yeah, at first until she <laughs> realizes after she reads his new manuscript that he's she's he's killed off one of her favorite characters, and in order to make this right, she's he's she and and that make yeah. it to make it like he does not leave her place again until he makes it right, she has to hobble him. Which, oh. What is, what is hobbling? Uh, Justin. Oh, so uh, <laughs> this she, is where the book differs because I have read this. Yeah, book. The she book differs uh, goes and gets a piece of firewood and puts it between his legs, right <laughs> up above his ankles. Ah, it hurts already. And pulls out a sledgehammer. No, don't tell me. And whacks both ah. of his ankles in oh. and shatters his feet. That does not oh, sound game good. over right there, man. But <laughs> if I was given the opportunity to have oh, that yeah. done, or, or what the book, or what that book had, yeah. what happened in the book? Paul? In, in the book. <laughs> She cut his feet off oh, and then axe. severed them with a blowtorch. Yeah, oh. they cauterized him with a blowtorch. And later on, he got his fingers cut off and used yeah. it as his birthday candles. Oh. So she was even more psychotic. They tamed her up the book. for the for the television. I mean, she was still movie. crazy for sure. But yeah, yeah they made her and uh, the the police officer instead of getting shot in the back, <laughs> he got ran over. His head got ran over by a lawnmower, oh, yeah, and then yeah. she stabbed him in the back with a cross. Oof. And yeah, so. You know, weird. honestly, I uh, I like Stephen King's version of it better. It is. It's. I, but I did not have a problem with Robert. No, Ryan's not at all. Yeah, no, yeah. not at all. When it was, it was. Many people didn't complain about it. No, that no. And it was kidding? a psychological. Yeah. Mostly, there wasn't yeah. very much violence in it. Yeah, at all. It was. Uh, it it was, was a step above. Everyone knew immediately that they were watching something special. Yeah, and that the shock were, value was well, definitely. Well, I, there. I bet Paul yeah. and I agree on the most heartbreaking scenario in that movie when he saved up his pills for the. Oh yeah, 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 and they he, he just tried her. to drug her. Yeah, yep. and, and she they spills her she wine. She spills the wine, and, and she just kind of did that on accident. Yeah, she didn't yep. know what was yep. going on. That was a chance to get out, and it's like, oh, yeah, so heartbreaking. Yeah, oh. <laughs> but he finally gets the upper hand and takes down uh, Annie Wilkes. It was a fantastic movie. It Absolutely. really was. Uh, I remember seeing it. Rob Reiner, right? Rob Reiner, really yeah. good. I had already done Stand by Me. And uh, yeah, he just got the flashback it. at the end was really good too. Oh yeah, when, the, when he sees her, when he sees her. Oh, at the restaurant. she's yeah, yeah, she's yeah. the waitress at yeah, the that's restaurant. Right, that's right. Yeah. He sees her, yeah, but he right. doesn't react. Doesn't no, he? no, yeah. I, no. He like just you've probably kn- been seeing her for a while. And yeah, a lot he just kind of kinda knows so she's not really normal. there. Yeah. So that was 1990, and uh, our next movie also took place in. I'm getting ready to graduate high school. And this was a story. I'm getting ready to start high school. I know. I was a freshman. Not even. I was a freshman in high school, and uh, I remember when this was airing on TV because this was one of his TV movies. He had been a while since he had one, and this was what you got? this was a movie that is almost impossible to get on DVD now. Really, if you, and if up till about six months ago, you could get it for about five dollars, and it's it. Yeah. Very hard to get now. Now it's about twenty five dollars to get that crappy it? snap case. Really? DVD? Yeah. No it kidding. Made. Can I jump right in the story? Oh, do yeah, it. Do it, man. It. Made so much of an impression on me when it first came out. It is two quotes in my senior yearbook. Really? One is beep, beep, Richie. <laughs> the other one is they all float, float down, down here. here. Yeah. Oh, and it's man. literally just two random quotes. They gave us three quotes we could put in there. And mm. I was a jackass. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't thinking about what do you want to look back and see what you expounded, what kind of knowledge you could provide your older self. No, I no. quoted it. Yeah. <laughs> what was the third one? I don't even remember what the third <laughs> one is. It was probably, you know, someone making fun of one of my inside jokes to Steven yeah, or something. That's funny. Yeah, I, I loved it. And I remember watching the uh, the first half and then go back the, at school the next day and talking to people about it and everything. And I have not seen the new one. I hear it's really good. 
uh, and that people liked it, I'm sure I will. There'll be parts of it that I really like, and there'll be parts of it that I'll miss because Tim Curry, obviously, is everyone's Pennywise. Yeah, I love. Uh, I mean, the adults. We're cast kind of weird. That was the worst part about it, if you ask me. Uh, yeah. Well, the worst part about it is making it a TV movie. You, you need to make it theatrical, yeah. and because uh, they could have made they, it a lot they more. They could have put some money into they could've it. Could have. They could have pursued that other angle. The, that the, the book effects had. were really cheesy, and the actors they used John Boy. John, John Boy from Ritter, John Ritter. Oh. Yeah. John Ritter. <laughs> Full circle. Boy. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. Harry Anderson. Harry um, Anderson. Night uh, Court. Yeah. Venus we got to have a Night Court pod. Venus oh, Flytrap yeah. was Bull. in it. Uh, oh, my God, man. There was a lot of really kind of uh, questionable. It's not the See, you know what's interesting to me is, is now I've never read the book. And, you know, the it, father of License to Drive was Yeah, it? he was. <laughs> is that, you know, I saw it when I was a kid on TV. So, you know, at that time, the special effects, because I was younger, yeah. Had more of an effect. Yeah, yeah. On you me. didn't know how cheesy they were. I've seen. Oh, you, it's the in new context. Yeah. Like when, like there was a time when you saw something that was silly, and then you see this. You're exactly. Like, Holy shit. Yeah. Like him coming out of the drain. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I've seen the new one, and I thought the new one was really, really good. But I actually like the old one better. Yeah. You know. Well, Tim Curry is hard to to beat. He yeah. can make a creepy clown later in another movie, and he. Can, but this, he. Like the way he like played when it. he leaned oh, yeah. on his oh, on yeah. his head yeah. and he made like the sad face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was even creepier than when he made an angry face. Yeah. It well, was like personally for me, the first part of it was amazing. The uh, with the kids, with the kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I it didn't was, think it get ba- got bad until the it, adults. Yeah, to be it, honest, with if you. they had just kept it with the kids, it would yeah. have been right. A whole I mean, run. it's half the story. You have to do it. And I read the book, and the book was phenomenal. And this was an, actually a really decent adaptation of it, other than a couple things that was. Uh, the kid that uh, Venus Flytrap's younger self yeah, yeah, yeah. in in the in the book. Yeah. Yeah, uh, what's it? Tim, Tim, uh, oh, look Tim up Reed. the casting director on this shoot. Let's slap them. Around. I, I'm angry at him now. I'm, just, I'm literally getting angry. Just, it could have been so many good people you could put on there, even TV people, but not yeah. these TV. People. I'd have kept the father from License to Drive though, because he was good when they pulled his head out of the when he pulled his head out of the. Remember oh, the they fridge. opened the refrigerator and his head's oh, in there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts talking. That was a pretty good scene. <laughs> yeah, That's so funny. the only thing I can remember that was completely different or, or was left out of the uh, the movie was uh, the the black kid when he was younger saw a pterodactyl in a, in a junkyard that would like uh, – that was – Chasing him around the junkyard, and I always thought it was an awesome part of the book that didn't make it in the movie. But huh. other than that, it was pretty close. Was the spider in the, at the uh, end? Yeah, the spider and was all that in, was yeah. part of it. But it was just it was done so cheesy, especially the adult thing when they're beating him up at the end. You're yeah. like, what the hell is even happening? Right. Uh, so was, I can get that. Yeah, but well, you got to remember, kids, Paul and I stayed up on a school night to get watched that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but the kids part, like I said, Jonathan Brandes as the main kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was amazing in this movie, man. Uh, he's the one that stuttered. Did he stutter? Was that this movie? Uh, yeah. 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 He, he's dead now. That's he, tough. He killed himself. We had an actor stutter. He uh, committed suicide. Make up a stutter. Jonathan Brandes. Jason Did he really? Yeah. Oh, the kid wow. from, he was also in Ladybugs. Remember yeah. Ladybugs? He was in oh, Ladybugs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, he hung himself. Yeah. Wow, when he was I like 26. Right. Yeah. He did. So he was a great actor back then, too. He was in Never Ending Story 2. Damn, I just uh, really never knew that that happened. Yeah. So that first part was really great. But like we said, I, I think most people's 
kind of complaints if they watch the new one and they don't like it. It's just because they love Tim Curry, you know? Right. Because Tim Curry owned that role. Well, and and the clown in the new one, I, I'm sorry I don't know the guy's name, but, you know, he does a great job. Yeah. You know, it's I a really good it. movie. I haven't seen it, but I... I, I want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. The kid stuff reminds me of what, like, Stranger Things would be. Because mm-hmm. one of the kids is actually from... Sorry. Like, yeah. well, I'll just pile drive the We have a mic down. Mic check. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one of the kids from Stranger Things is actually part of the group. Is he? Uh, yeah, he's the one who plays Mikey. In oh, the, yeah, Mikey, that's uh, right. Yeah. Stranger Things. So, I definitely want to check it out. It just came on Redbox, so I'm sure I'll see it soon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that original one, I, like I said, it, other than some, uh, the casting choices and the special effects are really what hurt that movie. And not being on like HBO so or something like that. Creepy scenes in it. That shower ever, scene was creepy with the when he showed up. I actually said the only big scene was the pterodactyl scene. There is a very controversial scene that, in the book. In the book that is not in either of the movies because they were like, we're not putting that in the book. And, the movies. <laughs> and what is that? Oh. So when the kids so. are when the kids are gonna go when they're on the kid side of it, not mm-hmm. the adult right. side, they uh, they're about to go see, find Pennywise in the sewer, uh, kind of the end of the first one. Remember the kid's hair goes white. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That, about that time when they're gonna go fight them, the kid, the little girl has sex with all the boys. Oh yeah, I yeah. I could see where they would leave that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I really, I didn't need to know that at all. I didn't realize yeah, that's what it, it was. was very my apologies, weird. everybody. Yeah. That is my bad. It was very weird. And it, you and talked it, it out <laughs> of a man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it seemed out of place, and it was strange. Yeah. And it, it was one of those things when it was left out of the TV version that obviously no one had a problem with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. made that system. And I remember when the first, when they, I heard that they were going to do the remake for it, and I remember telling my girl, I said, I said, let's see how much balls they have. <laughs> underage gangbangs. Just don't oh play like this. Don't play yeah. like this. They were privately. Like, like, she would have sex with one, and then they would go out of the room, and she would come All in. All right, Stephen that, King, what do you think? It was yeah, weird, no, man. And really it was strange. explained that they had to become men before they fought this. Or as kids, that's what they thought. That they had to be. <laughs> that's not what they that thought. That puts a lot that's, of pressure yeah. on that girl, yeah. man. That's a lot of pressure. Oh, that's terrible. Very weird, man. Yeah. All right, that's enough child <laughs> So yeah, on. I'll never Nothing. look at it the same yeah. ever again, though. <laughs> so n- number six, number six, and I actually just watched this this morning because I got it at the DVD uh, sale over the weekend. Was is the Dark Half? Oh, great. Uh, Nineteen ninety three. This was an amazing book. At this time, when George I read Stark. this book, yeah, George Stark, man. <laughs> uh, when this, when I read the book, it was. Some of the most violent shit I'd ever uh, yeah. read Stephen King write. You told me about huh. it. Because yeah, he was dealing with uh, a serial killer jo- when uh, George Stark was a, his persona. Why don't you give the, the, serial give the premise? Right, yeah, the quick. premise is a little strange. So this is directed by uh, George Romero, who had already done Creepshow. And this is probably the uh, most money anybody gave him to do a movie before. Probably, because he was always under the think. radar. He's the guy who did uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead. He right. brought you... Zombie movies. Yeah. Zombies, and he only yeah, films period. in Pittsburgh. So if you want him, he's filming oh, really? in Pittsburgh. So huh. and that's where all the main zombies come from. If you're filming a zombie movie, go to Pittsburgh, and they'll be. Can I go see him? More. I gotta go up there in uh, August. Is he still alive? Or did he die? I think he died. I think he died Damn. recently. I bet I can go as great. You could still yeah, find the good. zombies up there. That's for sure because they're, they're everyone in Pittsburgh is obsessed with zombie everything. Huh. Uh, so Dark Knight was uh, <laughs> it's because it's Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> so the Sorry, Dark Pittsburgh. Half was uh, specifically. Like a lot of Stephen King stories, kind of based on himself, because uh, you've got this character of Thad Beaumont played by uh, Timothy Hutton. Timothy Hutton. What, yeah, what what timeline of his career was this at? This was ninety three. So it after was, Taps, was he in? Oh Taps? yeah, way after Taps. Way after Taps. Yeah, well, he was an adult in this. Uh, he was a kid in Taps. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, 
So it was after. I forgot what yeah, yeah, decade yeah. I was in. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you've got the he's playing this character of Thad Beaumont, and it actually starts out with him getting these really bad headaches, and uh, he's he's writing in like the. Uh, the pencil goes off the table and he has this seizure in the front lawn and everything. So he's having these episodes and they bring him in when they're doing the surgery on his brain. There's an eye opens up in his head. Oh shit. And they find an eye, they find a nail, they find a tooth with a cavity in it. But this uh, is like, and this, this is has, normal. This, this has, this, there are cases of this. There are cases where uh-huh. the twins it's like a twin. absorb. Right. Or is yeah. absorbed in the womb. And I know yeah. Maria's going to be like, that's not how it's done at all. <laughs> <laughs> Long story idea. short, there was a, there was that's two embryos what, and one of them didn't survive right, got yeah. absorbed, absorbed by the other, by the other yeah. yeah and that's what Stephen King was going for but it was really a take on his uh, persona because he was writing at this time under Richard Bachman and uh, in this movie he was killing off uh, Thad Beaumont's secondary he's a writer his secondary persona of George Stark so Thad Beaumont writes kind of the froofy stuff and George Stark writes all the violent stuff that uh, that Timothy Hutton doesn't want people to know that he's writing he's winning the awards for the proofy stuff, but uh, so he's. Oh, I'd love to have a pseudonym uh, right under. Yeah, yeah. What is it called? A pseudonym? A pseudonym? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or pen name? Yeah, just, pen uh, name. Yeah. If especially, I mean, if you're a writer, that's yep. like permission to be somebody completely yeah, different. J.K. Rowling's yeah. done it. She's done it a couple times. Yeah. But then oh, they wow. come out and say, "My sales aren't good enough." So, yeah, so I I'm going to say, book. "Oh yeah, 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 I wrote this book, everybody." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you've got. Uh, Sorry, Stephen, if you're listening. <laughs> So what happens is he wants to get rid of this persona altogether because he's a, he's actually going to be blackmailed by somebody who found out it's who he is. Oh, okay. And instead mm. of doing that, he's like he's like screw it, I'll just come out and kill this character, kill this character off. So he does it in like a photo shoot. He goes out in the middle of Maine and he uh, uh, he actually films at a cemetery with shovels in his hand and the and the thing pet, says pet George cemetery? Star. Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> so the uh, headstone says George Stark and everything, and he's officially in the, the public light. He's going to kill off the George Stark character and not write his again. Mm. But when he does that, his persona splits, and uh, his what uh, was just part of his mind is now an actual physical body that looks like Timothy Hutton, but it's not really. And you don't Timothy even know Hutton. if we're seeing him or not seeing if him. If we're like, seeing if it's him yeah, doing him it. But once you see him physically, you could tell that it's they facial are, construction yeah, is a little bit. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah. Huh. I've seen this movie recently, but yeah. he did a great job. He was evil when he was George of Stark. Splitting those characters oh, up yeah. and playing one one way and one the other. Sometimes you could you think maybe I'll catch a glimpse of, of one and the other. Oh, yeah. right. oh he's It was really good, but the, the death scenes, he was like uh, cutting people's dicks off and shoving it in, in their the mouths. book, in, in the book and in the movie, they showed he a great sh- yeah, the and they showed a shadow of the dick coming what? out of his mouth. What? In the movie. Yeah, yeah. All right, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> so this thing I didn't is need to evil, hear that. Yeah. <laughs> you could have kept that one to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it comes down to this, all this great stuff where he's they're almost. Uh, George Stark is kind of disintegrating and one is becoming the other. Thad Bowman's Who's going to win? It's like yeah. a struggle to who's going to get yeah, yeah. Right. who's, who's going to get over primary control. Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's almost awesome. like a split personality thing, but they're in yeah. separate bodies. Oh, but wow. once George Stark gets injured, Thad will get injured too. And then the, one of them's getting uh, more kind of decom- uh, is decomposing more while the other one's getting better towards the end. And it's all surrounded these sparrows that he's been hearing since his youth that are. Uh, when he, when he got the uh, Siamese or the twin removed from him, the hospital was like attacked by sparrows, and so at the end when they're trying to kill him off, the sparrows are coming and they're breaking off. From what I hear, it wasn't an enjoyable set. Apparently, Timothy Hutton walked out a couple times during production. Really, and had oh to be wow. Folks back in. Really. And, well, it was probably. And when you're playing two characters, yeah. you have way more <laughs> yeah. bar 
fucking yeah, hour. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> then you do a, You're going to need to well, double a, my salary. Yeah. <laughs> it was a rough production because it was Orion Films, and this was when Orion Films was going under. And uh, uh, so We haven't talked about Taps, but... Oh, man. Taps, that's in my top Yeah, We should put Taps 20, on something. Because... Uh, Timothy Hutton was. Uh, he was so good. Then he so won the uh, and he won the Oscar for Ordinary People. That I, one he did with uh, Donald yeah, Sutherland. he was a Mary superstar. Out of, out of the box. Oh yeah, as a kid, mm. he was yeah. a kid superstar. He won that Oscar uh, super young, yeah. so everyone huh. knew that he was going to be good for it. But he's in Turk. And, uh, his was wife, Turk? yeah, Turk one eighty two. His wife in the dark half was Amy Magnan, who is Ed Harris's wife in real life. Oh, and really? You've seen her before in movies. You probably don't uh, wouldn't recognize her unless I showed it to her, but she's been a character actor in a lot of different things. So, Yeah, 93. It was it was a great movie. It was fun. And uh, I had heard rumors that they gave him, Orion was putting so little money in it that there's some unfinished shots at the end of it. What? That that unless you didn't know, you probably wouldn't know they were unfinished, but the, the directors are like, the effects aren't completely finished in this really? shot and that <laughs> shot and everything. So huh. It's very interesting. <laughs> things fall apart yeah. and then you have to make something yep. out of yeah. what you have because yeah. <laughs> you just spent hundreds of millions oh or tens of millions back then but and it sucks if you're George Romero he's got to be like and this is why I stay yeah. the fuck out of yeah, Hollywood yeah exactly right. he's probably in there he's like I'll never do and yeah. I, I don't know his timeline after this but I bet he went back and did a bunch oh, yeah. of his own he did Land of the Dead stuff. Land of the Dead was after and this and he's like no oh, more yeah. Hollywood connection yeah. at all he, liked because the, he was very clear in his interviews with George Romero he was like I like to just kind of drift right out. if outside. we had if you and I if the three of us mm-hmm. had a three million dollar budget for oh. every movie, we could oh, just Jesus. make independent yeah. movies, and they would be yeah, awesome. I'd have no problem with that. You know, if you, I if have if no you can't figure out how to spend three million dollars yeah, judiciously to make a movie, yeah. yeah, you're not you're not putting your full brain into it. Yeah, for you're real. You're just like, all right, whatever it is, let them send us a bill. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's my rant, folks. <laughs> if you have three million dollars, you can send it to us. Uh, yeah, All right, let's go into number seven here. Number seven, 1993. Now, this is definitely on my top five Stephen King Stephen movies. King movies? And it's and I can tell you right now, without a doubt, it's my number one book. Number one book? Number one book oh, that wow. he's ever written. Okay, I know what it is. It just hit me what it Night, was. And it's the one I sat for three days on that yeah, couch yeah, reading. Yeah. It's 1993's Needful Things. Oh, yeah. Needful Things, the Love story was that. so freaking perfect. And the perfect. movie was so good. I can't imagine the book being better yeah. than Oh, the no, the, mo- the book was way better than I'm sure it was, movie, but the, the movie, movie was amazing. Some, Amazing. The movie was the movie, good. Yeah. Max, Max von Sydow, by the way, oh, it's just it was one the, of the best the things. The greatest villain because he's smug and and patronizing mm-hmm. and evil and oh, oh man, he was perfect in that and role. yet charming at the same yeah, charming way. at the same time, you know? of course. Yep, and it was very. He he brought up a lot of great elements that he had done earlier in like. You should uh, pitch those synapses or yeah yeah. Synopsis. Well, synopsis. Mm. this is a Castle synopsis, Rock film and uh, <laughs> Castle Rock films are, are kind of a special gem because they're going to be part of the Castle Rock universe. So yeah. Needful things. Oh really? And yeah. Store is going and to all those ones have a real. No movie. way. They so always have that. They've already got the kid who plays Pennywise. Yeah. yeah. Part of the new series. Really? So, so yeah. you no know, Pennywise. So wait, when so you say it series, was Castle Rock. It's uh-huh. a new series that blends all the universes yeah, that together. That blends all the universes together. And Alan Payne. All the Castle Rock universes wow, together. Wow, that's awesome. Which is It, Shawshank, um, uh, what are some of the, the other The Dark ones? Half was one, was Castle Rock. <laughs> yeah. Most of the things that we've talked about on this yeah, list, yeah. basically. The, yeah. yeah. So I'll have to look up. Uh, that's awesome. When that's <laughs> I don't know if we introduced this at all. <laughs> a, there is a universe of something coming out on Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. So anyways, Needful Things. See your latest web browser to figure out what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> There's a trailer. There's a trailer out yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Needful Things. Needful Things was kind oh. of a, uh, 
It was based on, uh, so it was the town of Castle Rock, and all creative, and this movie specifically was about a lot of great character actors coming together. Some of the best in the business, Amanda Plummer, J.T. Walsh. I would uh, recommend this Stephen movies. King movie, it, maybe even even above Shining, because I know people are, uh, all people aren't going to like Shining. Yeah. Probably the one that you can recommend to anybody would be Shawshank. But this or Stand yeah, By Me, but be. this... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one has... It's got some horror elements but this, in it, Yeah. To me, this one was more of a mainline Hollywood version of one of his films that was, like, quicker than most of them. Like, yeah. the the running time, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, if you look at the running time of Shining, it's, what, two and a half hours? Something and it's like that. slow played slow. through the whole right. thing. You Probably less I mean? than that, you just feel like it's longer. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. But, you know, but to this one... Uh, you know, How that, long can you watch a kid big wheel through? This I was know, quick. Right. This wasn't, it this was wasn't quick, everyone's though. favorite, too. It that didn't, it JT didn't Walsh, resonate. is that his name? Yeah, he was awesome. One of his best roles ever. Buster, no. like, go tell tell the. So the premise is, and it was a fabulous premise. Just like uh, from the get go, yeah. reading the book, you were like, "Oh, I see where this is going, and this is amazing." Mm. So Leland Glant comes into this small town of Castle Rock. Everything's fine in town. Everyone gets along. It's right. it's, it's perfect. It's right. an right. idyllic, yep. main. It's really good coastal town. So what he does is he opens a shop in an antique shop. And uh, it really doesn't matter what's in the shop until you walk into the shop because whatever you want the most is going to it's appear in, in the, the shop. shop. Right. And w- the way he gets it for you is it's it's an extraordinary price. You're never going to be able to pay for yeah, it. like Babe Ruth work card. So he does a bartering deal that you owe him a favor if you do this. You can have this uh, high school jacket of yours. Your, that you but, lost. That yeah, you yeah Recaptures exactly. your whole yeah. reason for living. Like yeah. Everything you wanted. Like yeah. they had the baseball card. They had, and I mean, it was the... It was so many different things, and it was, and you got to see so many different characters go in there. But then you shortly realize that what he wants these people to do is something like really horrible to someone else in town. And it might not seem like really horrible at the time, but like the kid who goes out there and throws all the apples to that that woman's thing, but she thinks it's the other woman who yeah, was doing right. it that gave the, her and her dog shit. Mm-hmm. And then later on, they turn on each other. Is that with a man Man, and then he turns the Methodists against the yeah, Catholics, yeah. and it's everything. And like you see, Bonnie Bedelia has bad arthritis, and he gives her that necklace that, that necklace. has, has yeah. the needle in it. Or yeah. and it, it, as long as she's wearing it, her arthritis will go away. Yeah. So it's kind of all centered yeah. around the Alan Panghorn character. And Alan Panghorn is a very interesting character because he he spans he spans to the other uh, books and movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, oh, really? In, uh, in Dark he House, did, who else did he do that? He did one other. Oh, it's a bunch of different characters that he kept. He does that he a lot. Carried over. He did, uh, because like Gerald's Game and Dolores Claiborne connect. There's okay. a lot of different connects. I'll talk about here. But with uh, he's got an agenda. With Alan Panghorn, <laughs> Alan Panghorn is played by in the dark half. He's played by Michael Rooker. Nice. And in Needful Thing, he's played by Ed Harris. And now the two new Castle Rock series is being played by your guy from uh, Scott Glenn. Oh, nice. Is playing him. So it is Scott one of those Glenn. great, uh, great things that carry over. So Ed Harris' uh, character figures out what's going on. He figures out this guy's evil. He can't yeah. quite figure out how he's doing it. <laughs> it wasn't uh, that big of a. He just arrived and then everything went to shit. Okay, yeah, he has yeah, to that guy. The, yeah, uh, literally the whole like, town was like told the, You haven't told the, the best part. Yeah, yeah. he's the. He's the devil. Yeah, I mean, he right. really is. He's he's like the devil. And he's, yeah. this is a game. He doesn't care oh, what they no. do to each He'll other. He just wants, yeah, exactly. he's going to do this yeah. somewhere He'll else. Just go he's just shop. going here trying to get people to turn on each other. Yeah. yeah. And it's awesome. For no reason yeah. other, other than, than his own pure enjoyment. enjoyment. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, <laughs> and doesn't he just end up like moving to the next yeah, town yep. afterwards? Yeah, they yeah. can't kill him. Yeah. He's the devil. Yeah. He but, had one of the best lines from it too when he's like, uh, someone says Jesus Christ or something. And he was like, oh, the carpenter from Nazareth? I knew him well. He, yeah. he died badly. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh, so and anytime he delivers a line, uh, he's like, it was he's gold. Like, he's like Morgan gold. Freeman or uh, yeah. Yeah. James Earl Jones. Every time he delivers a line, you're just like, oh, yeah. that's the best line ever. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll admit it, when I was reading it, I pictured Jack Nicholson in my head. Well, oh, I can nice. see that, though. Yeah. I can see that. But, and so because that's with me when I always did I would always kind of pair an actor that I was familiar yeah, with, yeah. with right with yeah it. so yeah. you know what I allowed done that me to do in the past too yeah. I do that with your scripts sometimes yeah, yeah I do it with hmm. my scripts too like I'll read your script and I was like like if money wasn't an issue yeah like, yeah, 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 yeah getting yeah, an actor yeah, yeah. I was right. like oh Skarsgård Peter Skarsgård is so oh, yeah, yeah. totally gonna be one of the cops in, yeah, 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 in, yeah. The, in interesting yeah. Well, and that's exactly how I did it. So. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping he was going to help me out, but he did Peter Skarsgård? No, the name of your script. <laughs> I forgot it. <laughs> Which one? The one with the cops. Well, they were seeing the... When he was... Oh, oh uh, Lucid, Dream. Lucid Dream. Lucid Dream. Oh, Lucid Dream. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I set you up to say the name of it, but you missed <laughs> like, it. But he looked at me, he's like... He's not gonna come <laughs> <up>. <laughs> It went over his head, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Just awesome. keep going, man. Yeah. Just keep going. Uh, so yeah, needful things, man. And it's also great, it's another one movie. that that's pretty hard to find if you find the DVD of it. Really? It send it to us yeah. and we'll <laughs> sign it for you. At Wait. care of <laughs> with We'll send you a picture of us holding it. <laughs> we'll yeah. send you a picture of us logging it on our eBay <laughs> auction. <laughs> <laughs> 60 bucks <laughs> I mean I like it but I don't know I, I like it but I can watch it on YouTube yeah. uh, so the next one this next one is was a major uh, feels like we've been doing this a long time King, part man. two man part is really two. feels <laughs> maybe it's the weight of the first one last well, week just brought this upon us I'll go ahead and spoil the twist now there is no part three Oh, no, no, yeah, there could be. <laughs> we skipped a few. He's got to wrap. We can up. make some more. Yeah. it'll be the main. It'll be B sides for sure. Like, sometimes <laughs> they come back and. Oh, that's a good one. There's <laughs> a langolier on here. No, no, hey, don't lock <laughs> the langoliers. Don't lock the langoliers. All right, anyway, so yeah, let's move on from evil things. Number right. number eight, and this was another major TV kind of moment, uh, and it's 1994's The Stand. I oh. never saw it. And the stand, I, there was a lot of stuff I liked about it, but a lot also, of stuff I liked about the, it. A lot of it, and I'm telling you, Stephen King. People love this book. Oh yeah. So it was a big deal. They it's were making it, and one I, of his and, best books. And it's one of those like, how are you gonna live up to this? It's the Walking I Dead without it. zombies. It's the Walking Dead without zombies. Exactly. Oh really? Okay. And everyone was killed by a virus except for yep. about. And there was one like people. Oh maybe, wow! What did they the What did they call the old black woman? She the, oh, the yeah, prophet I mean, or yeah. like she had some iconic, and people were just drawn to her. Mm-hmm. And but then there was a force of evil that represented like Armageddon from yeah. the Randall Flag. Yeah, it was played by uh, uh, Jamie. Sheridan. The guy from <laughs> Quick Change. Yeah, right. Jamie Sheridan. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> he was like Bang. a super minor character from Quick. Change, I know, though. but I did it. He was on that <laughs> <robot>. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Good. For I you. did it first. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so uh, so basically, yeah, a plague hits and everyone dies except for like three hundred people. Across I like the those movies. Though. And this I was like... great. This was a huge book. Like the unabridged one is like thirteen hundred pages. Yeah, it's a and, and I read it. It's wow. a universe in it of itself. Yeah, and it's okay. awesome. I remember you. I remember you reading it. Yeah, when you oh, yeah. were reading it, it was great. And uh, what was great about it is, I'm just glad it wasn't. It was over. <laughs> it was over like six different states. So there was a group yep. in Boston, and they oh. were. 
we're all moving towards the Midwest. I'm not sure where in the You nailed it. It was The Walking Dead without zombies. Yeah, yeah. It really is. So so you've got like and it was cast very strange. Some of the actors were good. Like like Rob Lowe was good, Gary Sinise was good, but then you got Molly Ringwald. Dauber. You got Dauber from Coach M O O N. That spells high, bench. High five yeah. to Dauber. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the line they kept saying. He was the kind of the simpleton that uh, and remember Trash Can Man was played by yeah. Matt Frewer. He was Max great. Hedrum himself. Max Hedrum himself. And they had uh, Matt, 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 Max Hedrum. Your guy from <laughs> That was good. Your guy from uh, Robocop, Miguel Ferrer. Oh, played one Miguel of the bad Ferrer. guys. So there was some good cast. Uh, Parker Lewis can't lose. That's right. Laura wow. Sanchez Cobo uh, was the he's pulling all boyfriend. this out of his ass. By yeah. the way, <laughs> there's no electronics near us. Laura Sanchez Cobo was good in it, man. I haven't seen. I don't even know who the hell too. that is. Yeah, that sounds either. like she was from Just Shoot Me. She was the Which one? The, the, uh, the Italian girl from Just Shoot Me. Oh, girl. she was great. Yeah, from Sex Lies and Video yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Should have led with that. Uh, <laughs> just shoot, we could do a whole just shoot me pod. Oh man, oh, never that, seen that, it. that news radio like a like a news radio just, just shoot me, me was funny. Oh, that oh, was yeah. the one with David Spade. Yeah. Oh, I did see oh, a few of so those. Good. Yeah, let's not get off of that. All right. All right. Yeah. So anyway, David you, Spade's awesome, but yeah. no, <laughs> so you've got like a group of people you're following, and you, someone's from Boston, they're all from Chicago, too, though, right? and they're, they're all they're all segmented, and they're all kind of coming together at one thing, and I think it's Vegas. They 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 come down to Vegas, and then you have you have a dark group. You have a dark group that there's a dark group that are all converging around Randall Flag, who is evil. So the good people are converging. It's like a, it's a very good versus evil kind of world created, yeah. and they're making a new one, uh, and it's going to be phenomenal because there was a lot that uh, they could have they could have they I'm made the, you, the TV the movies. The problem with the TV movies they don't have the money. They, they don't, don't have, have the money, money. and they, that's they don't the, have the only money for problem. The actors. They don't have the money. Even the act, the actors, is a result of actors not having the money, effects. though. Both. Or in, both of them are yep. due to they're not having enough money. So and right, and that's kind of a requirement for. I something wish he like would that. to do something well. Yeah. Now you know. I mean, you know, they are you talking about the. They just did no no. The, I'm thinking of the Dark Tower. Never mind. Not, yeah, not the they stand. fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, they fucked up. I haven't. I, That's I didn't not see on it. the list because it's done. We don't even mention that. <laughs> that was a brilliant, brilliant Lord of the Rings s could have series, been. and it yeah. might still be. No, they, they could ignore. No, they would have to completely ignore it. They would like, have completely. to. No, I'm saying they could. It was. It was like a. If they can't fuck. continue yeah. with that because no. God, I tell you what. There's Stephen King fans that are only Stephen King fans. Yeah. because mm. of Dark Tower. And well, and I'm telling you. And it's what they should have done in the first place. It needs to be HBO I feel series. Like a tone it needs to be an HBO up. series. Yeah, I didn't realize I was like you said it. Fucking that up. Pod <laughs> <laughs> just took a deep dark turn. My All right, bad. bring us back, Paul. I'm Come sorry. on, guys. Right. Get us. Get us. <laughs> I'm going Doctor. Rant later. So the stand, yeah, it, it has some great moments to it, but it, like it, it suffered from the TV kind yeah. of problems, mm. but. Uh, but if you, you can if pull you stuff it, from it. Yeah, you can pull. And it has to do with I how old you were when you were watching it, too. You know, true. because if you watched it really young, it was probably a major thing for you, and you were like, "Oh my god!" I, I, love this I was hmm. sold as a major thing. I remember. Oh yeah, the promotion. It was big. Oh yeah, to it. We were in the Christian school, I think, when it came out. What year was it? No, we weren't. No, it was, uh, it was in high school. I, I graduated 90. high school in '94, so it came 94, out '94. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I, like you said, man, you, they didn't put the money in. Jamie Sheridan was not the right guy for Randall Flagg no. to begin with. Uh, I mean, they needed to get him to go levels they couldn't even go to. But, but it was still worth watching for sure. And uh, Sorry, I, I like, I enjoy going back to it every once in a while. Uh, so number nine, and we're gonna skip. Uh, Tommy Knockers is in there someplace, but I, I'm gonna leave Tommy Knockers off the list. Uh, it was just one too many uh, TV movies, and it wasn't it wasn't his best adaptation he, for sure. And uh, and much to his credit. As Book a brilliant marketer, he 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 wasn't sometimes concerned with who am I selling my ideas to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wanted a gener- 
generate revenue for himself. Yeah. Which I can't blame him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't be picky. You're uh, especially the love. I mean, how many movies have we gotten through already? He had a huge. He knows they're not all going to be home no, runs. It's right. True. Yeah. And I think he goes into everyone thinking that this yeah. director and is going to do the best job. Then it isn't because you know you've already. First of all, he's already got a bunch of home runs, so it's yeah. like. He doesn't. There's nothing. He's not laying anything on the line. And every once in a while, even still, yeah. he gets a home run. So well, yeah. I mean, and that's a good lead in here too. I know because, I made it that oh, way. You, you <laughs> I have no idea what you're going to say, but this next one was arguably not only Stephen King's best adaption, but probably on the top ten list of best movies ever made. Kindergarten Cop ever Ooh. made. Oh. and not only that, it's directed by a person that did three Stephen King ever movies. Ever made, and they're. They're phenomenal. In my opinion, this director that I'm going to talk about Name here... Name the first two again. Uh, what? No, we ha- he hasn't made Oh, him. we haven't talked about him yet. He's <sighs> not, this is his first. Damn it. I'm leading up to here, man. Okay. <laughs> he was building something. I I'm building it all. something here, man. Uh, in my opinion, he should be the only person directing Stephen King. Okay, this is a big statement right there. And it's 1994 Shawshank Redemption, directed by Frank Darabont. Frank Darabont went on to do, and we'll talk about these movies in a little bit here. Uh, Frank Darabont went on to do The Green Mile. Nice. And The Mist. Nice. Oh, wow. And he understands the Stephen mind of King Stephen King. That right. guy put anybody. him in jail right now. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You understand the mind of Stephen King? Yeah, right. It's got to be something wrong am with I, you, right? I mean, am I overreaching thinking no, Shawshank's one of the potential no. of all oh, times? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it really is. It would be my favorite if, if Stand By Me wasn't nostalgic to me. Yeah. Sure. Like, yeah, if yeah. I had no. No childhood skin in the game, yeah. and I just went by in enjoyment and just riveting. And God, Shawshank, Shawshank was. So I think Shawshank so might have been my first introduction to Morgan Freeman. Really, really? Did you see so. Lean on me. Oh shit, hey. that's right. Yeah, no, yeah, sorry. Lean on I've... me was one of the first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Crazy Joe. Yeah, <laughs> and even early on, like Johnny. Today Hansen. they're gonna call me Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Johnny Handsome too. I remember that's back true. then, man. I loved him in Johnny Handsome. He was in a lot of old school action movies there. But yeah, Shawshank Redemption, man, oh. the writing, the the script, and the acting, and everything about it was great. That Talk about narration, that worked perfectly. Perfect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely perfect. Like, added The best thing Tim so Robbins much. will yeah. ever have done in his life. And he's any, done some good almost stuff. Almost any one of those people. Yep. Even the guy that... Well, even Morgan Freeman. That, that in the library had the knife to his throat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's now, William name? Sattler? William Sattler. Yeah. I still think of him in that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's been a lot. Trespass, he's been, he's done Knight. a ton of movies. Uh, they've of done movies, a ton of great movies. But yeah, always... Gil Bellows, who played the kid who got shot. Clancy Brown. Oh, Clancy Brown. Yes. So, he That's was on my villains list. Yep. And that Warren, right, yeah. that Warren's yeah. mean as shit. Yeah. yeah. And he would have been on my villains list, too. They were yeah. both equally as equal. Yeah, no, you they were. Yeah, I mean... And this one just a, came at it from a different angle. Yeah. And this <laughs> was based on one of his novellas that was in different seasons. This was actually called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, which it, it was similar. It had some parts in it that were very close to it, but it certainly wasn't uh, what this movie was. Once uh, he took over, I mean, he just kind of... Turned it into kind of a cultural phenomenon. This was yeah. the type of movie everyone saw. Did you see it in the theater? You know, honestly, I don't remember. Um, I, I really don't remember. But I, I know that any time that I've seen that it was on, I've at least watched it for at least fifteen minutes. Yeah. Every time. My wife know. is not a huge movie fan. She <coughs> loves this movie. Yeah, I learned I mean, a word. From, I learned a word from this movie. Really? Oh, yeah. Obtuse. Obtuse. Oh, that's right. I had to look it up. How can I you know. be so obtuse? Yeah. I was yeah. like, what the fuck is he talking about? Obtuse. <laughs> so what does I obtuse mean? Movie. I still probably couldn't Stupid, tell you. Like basically. dumb, deaf, yeah, dumb, yeah. like like 
completely oblivious. Yeah, yeah, oblivious. I guess is I probably more. That makes yeah. yeah. But it's like man, him talking to him and in they threw solitary. him in solitary, and then he let him in stay. That was one month. of the most. He's like, evil... Give him another month. Let him figure uh, out or something. Oh it's like, my oh, god! You kidding me? You think you've been fucked by a train? Remember he, oh, he just. Totally I'll let the did. sodomites take. Oh yeah, words. Like, you could tell this guy's crazy. Yeah. And how he, I love. But, he, but there's something evil about craziness that hides under religious pretense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah. that it's almost like you're taking one of the most sacred, most like compelling thing that people have that bind them to faith and bind them to each other, and you're doing evilness under that guys, and right. that's kind of like it's like oh my god makes you that much more evil oh yeah well and then you know and then you use religion as power and then have that you know so he's a warden and he's you know got his religious background and he's a fucking bastard oh, you know man. what i mean like <laughs> i think i think all of those things factored into the the the, the road he took chose to take at the end of the movie <laughs> yeah oh man when he <laughs> yeah. was like wearing his shoes yeah, yeah oh i, I love that all those when elements. he opened that box when he flipped the oh. box yep. over how often oh. In the, uh, yeah, the uh, the Bible. Yeah, I saw where the thing was. Yeah. Even just that shot of pulling that uh, poster off the wall, and you see Clancy Brown. You can see three faces. Because, and you, know, you knew see Clancy, it. As soon as he threw the, the rock through it, and it started yeah. making like uh, echo sounds. Ting, 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 yep. ting, yep. ting. Yep. And he's already uh, because uh, they kind of went away from it for a while. You know, when you knew he was digging in there, and then they kind of went into all these those movies that and, you pull for people. That was one of them. Oh yeah, you want to blow someone's mind? Oh yeah, more than anybody to get. It's like because yeah. Because you knew he wasn't guilty. Well, that's why... I'm, right. That's the type of movie where I'm really... That could happen to anybody. Oh, yeah. It has. Well, oh, yeah. and, and I think at one point when he was kind of getting close to getting out, you oh, know, yeah. he started... He, well, they brought people, that Elvis character in. Who would act or play? Oh, Elvis. yeah. He was good. Yeah. He was an he was good. Yeah. yeah. He was going to exonerate him. Yeah. And he's like, will you be willing to stand in open court and swear on the good book right and then as soon as he said yeah. give me that chance and then he looked up at Clancy Brown yeah and it's like you you didn't even have to know you yep. knew it was coming yep. and it's like that's the most evilest thing in the world yeah you were what you were ready for him to get screwed over yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and then when he tells him about he was yeah uh, day dry the it, other guy it, away it broke that man's heart to yeah. shoot that young uh, man yeah, I guarantee it sure. it's like oh fuck you dude <laughs> <That's> terrible <laughs> I love a good revenge story, oh, man. And, uh, they would have both been on my evil villain list. That's crazy. Well, two yeah, of the same one of movie. Yeah. One of them was, but I almost want, I couldn't choose between the two. Yeah. yeah. And it was really it was rubbed. Like I said, it was it just happened to be a bad year. It just happened to be the same year as Pulp Fiction and uh, Forrest Gump. Oh, it sweeps and, uh, any other year. It oh, sweeps. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah, definitely. If you go back definitely. and look at the list it's of the Tim movies. Robbins' best movie, it's Clancy Brown's best role. It's Morgan one of Morgan Freeman's best role. Definitely one of his better. And the screenplay you know. was and the story was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. The cinematography was amazing. It's like God. Yeah. Then you come against. I liked Forrest Gump, but I don't. Oh, if I, like... I if I was gonna if you gave me those three movies, it would be the third on the list. I would I would have given all those awards to uh, Pulp Fiction before Forrest Gump. So, and Shawshank would definitely have been first. So they were nominated for everything, so it did get noticed that way. But I think there were a couple other huge they don't movies put us around in charge that time. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I do have one vote for the Academy, but I, I voted for uh, Pulp Fiction that year. <gasps> yeah, 
I can't argue. Bad. I saw Pulp Fiction like eight times in the video. Oh yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> he had Reservoir Dog posters. All <laughs> oh yeah, and Pulp Fiction. And yeah. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. That's right. They were great. They were great posters. Yeah, they were. That's when I first came to Gainesville when they had that uh, one yeah. store that sold them all right. those great posters. Mm. All right, so let's move on to 1995. Now I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with this movie. I'll uh, walk you through it if you're not. Is uh, don't know D- it. Dolores Claiborne. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I heard about it, but I, I love I'm Dolores Claiborne. Not familiar. Man. This was the second outing for Kathy Bates as a in a Stephen King movie. Oh, this really? is the one where the well and yep, okay. with the well yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, the it opens up with uh, with Kathy Bates is a great premise too. Yeah, Not, uh, like the discovery of past histories, crimes, and and stuff like that. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So because you've got the Dolores Claiborne character who at the beginning. Uh, is centered around a mysterious death. The woman she works for falls down the stairs. Uh, and they immediately are thinking Dolores Claiborne uh, did it because it looks remarkably like a crime that she got away with 20 years ago uh, where it happened to her husband. Uh, and so you're kind of... And the uh, the police chief is Christopher Plummer, really phenomenally played by Christopher Plummer. Hmm. And I, there is a connection... Is there something that he doesn't pay for? Oh, uh, no, he's great, man. I mean... <laughs> He's like he's gonna be up for the Oscar this year for that one they stepped in for, right. for Kevin Spacey. He came in to do that Kevin Spacey thing. Now he's up for all the awards. Really? That's a good fuck you to him. <laughs> <laughs> I love Plummer, man. He's so great. Uh, but anyways, he was amazing. Uh, Dolores Claiborne. He had a lot of great scenes where he got to scream at Kathy Bates. Uh, and but a lot of this you got to see through. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's eyes, who plays the daughter of Kathy Bates in this, and it goes in a lot of her past and what happened to her Who's past. One of my favorite movies, and her uh, her dad, the dad is played by in the past. Her dad, uh, before he was killed uh, down the stairs, is played by David Strathairn, oh. uh, who's really good. And this yeah, was one sneakers. of the first movies, yeah, from Sneakers and from hmm. uh, Good Night and Good Luck. Good Night and Good Luck. Yeah, that, was, yeah, that was the best movie I ever one. did, man. I really I'll always be Sneakers. Yeah, but Sneakers as the blind guy was really good. You see Sneakers? No. Oh, oh my God, we got River Phoenix. Uh, oh, Cindy wait, Poitier, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. They're like a bunch of ex CIA people. They have to get something. They break into Ben Kingsley's in it. Yeah, he's the bad guy. Yes. Anyways, let's. All right. Get back to Doris Claiborne. So it's basically the investigation and the discovery of what she's been hiding and everything, and the daughter has been affected by the whole thing, and it's kind of all connected and takes you down to this cool kind of moment at the end. So. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. So I read it, uh, read it, and it was loosely connected with Gerald's game. My uh, wife could tell me how it was, but I think they it was something one? dealing with the well. And we'll talk about Gerald's game here in a little bit, uh, while because that was another great book. He went through a. Uh, these were in the, uh, this was getting close to the period where I stopped uh, reading, reading his books? current books, just because I had so much else going on in my life, I didn't have uh, time to read. I think Insomnia it was the to uh, yeah, yeah, it's true and. Eventually, I'll go back and uh, get back into them and everything. But uh, yeah, Dolores Claiborne. So neither of you had seen that. I have seen it. You have seen it. No, I have seen it. I haven't. Never seen it. Huh? No. It's a good one. Just if for anything else, just and to Kathy see Kathy Bates. Bates. Is good and I, I heard a lot about it when she it has, came it's out. It's a totally different character than yeah. the other one. Right. It's, it's definitely very psychological and like yeah. like. It's true. Is it's not true? You try to people trying to figure things out, which it's kind of. She played like. that broken. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Character. She had been done with it. She had a yeah. great line that I always love from it when they ask her to, if they can take a sample of her hair, and she's like, she's like, I don't care. I'm not doing any beauty pageants this week, anyways. <laughs> uh, I've used that line several times, but uh, yeah, she was amazing in it. So I think she was nominated for it. And Jennifer Jason Leigh is always great and everything, and she came in and played that kind of. She's disturbed. great. She's in, especially when she plays someone. One of my top twenty movies. 
Oh yeah, Rush. Oh man, I love Rush. We haven't man. talked about it in the podcast. We yet, need to but, talk about some Rush. Oh, God, that movie. You, you've seen that thick. with Jason Patrick when oh. they were kind of narcotic, undercover narcotics. Undercover narcotics. Oh and man, Greg John Allman. Blank. They got to catch Greg Allman. Uh, is the distributor from like Tam Elliott? Is there P, is there CIA? No, is there, I'm they a get blank. addicted to drugs while, while they're, they're doing while it. They're, like they're that oh, undercover. Shit. But it was like yeah. it was like, like in rural Texas. It's dusty and uh, it's yeah. disturbing. And a lot of good stuff in it. So good movie. All right, anyways. All right. So we go on to another one. Uh, Someone needs to pull a chain on <laughs> You just got the, that, you know, that, that hook that yeah. get you off the screen. Right? <laughs> so the next one is also 1995. And this was a TV movie. And this one had also some choice actors in it and everything. But the, what I loved about this is it was one of his best stories. Uh, and this is 1995's The Langoliers. Okay. Do you remember The Langoliers? I do not. But if you start talking about it, I'm I've sure. never You've even probably heard of seen this bits one. and pieces. Oh man, it was the, the story was amazing, and it was from Four Past Midnight. Four Past Midnight also had uh, Secret Window in it, which was the Johnny Depp movie. Yeah, uh, which, which is we're not, not talking on the, about. We're not <laughs> talking about it on the pod. It was a decent movie, and uh, but they had some moments in it they had done in movies for that kind of that secret thing they did at the end of that movie had been done so many times uh, that I kind of lost me. But this was what started the book Four Past Midnight out, and it was phenomenal, and. So what happens is everyone, this group of people are all on an airplane uh-huh. and they're driving, they're flying from Boston to uh, Bangor. And there's a lot of character actors. And David Morse is the uh, one I like the most. Dean Stockwell was in it. You know, who's, Al from who's uh, Quantum David Morse? David Morse, that tall oh, okay. guy who plays Washington in the John Adams movie. He's oh, also oh, the, yeah, yeah. He's also the dad from The Good Son. Big guy. Huh. He's great. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's really good. Uh, he. He spent a whole bunch of their stuff. Oh, he was in Green Mile. He was one of the guards. The big guard that was with Tom Hanks, the blonde-haired guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so he was in it. Uh, Bronson Pinchot, Perfect Strangers, Bronson yes. Pinchot, played the asshole. Oh, this. really? And he wasn't that bad. He wasn't... Uh, the, there's only really one thing. I, I didn't really have He's as much... He's that Tarantino movie. was <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh, with the uh, True Romance, yeah. True Romance, yeah. yeah. He's doing Blow in the Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> so this one... Uh, Really, the uh, it didn't really suffer from bad actors in this one. That it, it had Frankie Faison, you know, the chief of police from yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from uh, the Wire, yep. and he was also from Coming to America. He was the uh, the landlord that rented to him. Oh he yeah, yeah, place, yeah, yeah, shit yeah. On the yeah. Wire, <laughs> <laughs> the wire is, is, is uh, we need a pot on the wire. Can God. we do it like a that's an option? Move, I know, but move to television for like two weeks. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Uh, anyway, so you got these great actors involved in this one. So the only thing this suffered from is the special effects, and it didn't even really come into it until the ending. It was a two night miniseries. I do remember the, the first night being was really... solid, man. That first episode was super solid. That second one, the only thing that made it die off a little bit was the special effects. But I have hopes that they'll remake it and the effects will be good. God, so anyways, can you imagine being that guy that blows the movie? Uh, baby? Oh, it was God, horrible. Man. And they asked him to do something, and he couldn't just couldn't deliver. Yeah. So the main premise is this. You've got all these uh, interesting characters and they're all on an airplane and they fall asleep on the way to Boston to Maine. Don't do that. And one of them wakes up. That's not a long enough the, flight to fall the, asleep. The little blind kid wakes up and can't find anybody. And then everyone else, there's like, there's only about seven or eight people that are on the plane. Everyone else has disappeared. And where they've disappeared in their seats are all their jewelry, their fillings Whoa. from their teeth. Uh, any uh, like uh, implants, implants kind of. and everything, and it was all sitting in their chairs. I, you know what? And that what, almost can't be good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going on. Well, here, and but. really, the only thing that made this work. <laughs> 
it sounds crazy. Keep going. <laughs> so the only thing that really made this work is David Morris, who is also asleep in one of the seats, was in the one of the jump seats. He's a pilot. Oh. So oh, luckily good. you have a pilot who can fly the airplane. Yeah. There was no more pilots in the plane. Nope. I have not seen this movie. Uh, so what was interesting about this, they realized that only the people that were asleep survived. Everyone that was awake, you were awake? disappeared. Huh. So these were the people that were sleeping at the time. And what happened was they went through a rift in time. And when, once they went through that rift, everyone who was awake disappeared. And now the people who are sleeping are there. And now they've already gone through that rift and they're going to land. And on where, land, what no are they, they landing to? They, they land to the airport. But I know, but what is this? Is this a different reality at this point? Uh, they don't know. So oh, okay. so they land, and there's nobody there. There's no people there. What? And, and it's completely empty, and it's just them arguing what the hell's going on here. But like most Stephen King movies, Bronson Pinchot is out of his mind fucking crazy. Yeah. They, they get to the point where they got a hog time. He's so nice. Oh, shit. Uh, but what, yeah, I had a dream of that one time. But then <laughs> you've got this blind kid who's got, this ex, who's got these powers, and she says she can hear a noise, and it's getting closer and closer and closer. Oh, shit. And what it turns out to be is these Langerly are these creatures that are kind of like uh, uh, they're kind of like Pac-Man creatures and they actually are literally eating up time and they got to get back on the fucking uh, airplane and get back through the rip of time uh, oh, wow. uh, uh, well they re- they're refueling the plane and they're about to take off no, the problem there... is the, these creatures are starting to attack they're taking okay. down the power lines and they're getting closer and closer to them sounds like, the a, problem... God, sounds like a Godzilla movie yeah. <laughs> well the problem with it is the, the creatures were so badly done oh, they looked uh, really? so awful like like 8 bit I like to think Stephen King didn't watch this movie other than Someone that it was great a... though that was the problem that's with it. terrible that one thing could fuck that but it can up. but it can it totally can you know? It can pull you right And you got out to see it eat yeah. Bronson Pinchot. They like chase him across the runway, and there was some fun stuff. There's there, a man. few movies, really fun. and I, this is a completely different tangent, but there's a few movies where one scene blew the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gattaca. Yeah, the end scene where he's the running on the beach. The end scene, it's like, mm. oh, it was horrible. What a great movie up to yep. like the last two minutes. That's a great pull, I feel exactly the yeah. same way. It's like, ah, oh, I love this movie, and you just... Screwed it up. up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like that in the in the Hateful Eight when he forced raped the guy in yeah. the snow. I, yeah. It took me out of the movie, man. Yeah, I was like, uh, that kind of just it, it rubbed me the wrong way, and it just and it was a probably a complete We're a weird lie. Tangent now, but but it was one of those. Well, no, like you said, no, yeah, it yeah. takes you out of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. bad special effects takes you right it. out. Man. Yeah. yeah, but this is a movie that the story was so friggin' the dreamscape hold up because uh, I haven't watched. No, it in the, a while. the effect it was a great movie. But if you watch it when you were young, it holds up. If you didn't, it won't. Yeah, okay. It's one of those. Have you seen? Dreamscape? Not in a long oh, time. So I mean, no, I, I saw okay, it like really back good. in the 80s. We owned it. Jesus. Um, Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Dennis Quaid. That is Christopher Palmer too. And the guy from Commando. Uh, no. No. Uh, the other one. No, Max. Max Fonsito. Max Fonsito. Yeah. yeah. He's the no, wait. Christopher Plum is in it too. Ah! Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I win! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Eddie Albert. Uh, I didn't know that. Great. Uh, Great. I win. Eddie Albert. Uh, yeah. So anyways, uh, Langolier is one of his best stories. Uh, yeah. Just executed... And, and it was like I said at the time. I didn't have the problem. With the, I didn't, didn't have problem that. with the actors, even though they were some TV actors in there. But they had some good quality ones. So what year did Industrial said, Light and Magic come out? What was? Oh Jesus, that was way before that. But they just weren't doing that on whatever. Yeah. It's like ABC. I mean, this was like that's ABC. true. They so, hey, it comes down no more money. Yeah. You don't have yeah. enough money to yeah. do it. You can't do it right. right. So how? Because it's a TV movie, and I'll probably never see it. How does it end? Oh man, that's I know they get back on the plane and they get it. They, took him they so out of, out of the movie, he doesn't even yeah, remember yeah, the right. end of it. They get it out of the uh, I know uh, they get back on the airplane. I think they get out of the rift. I think that's how it uh, it ends. I think pretty uh, 
like uh, badly. No, very very good. I think in the uh, oh, okay. in the book. I don't think. Uh-huh. I think the ma- a that's lot of a, the main characters. That's lived. a right turn for. Yeah, I'd have to rewatch it. I'd like to rewatch it again, but I uh, I remember a good amount about it. Yeah, uh, but I, I I do love it. I thought it was fun. Okay, so this next one, this next one is 1996, and I know it's one that you particularly like, and that is Thinner. Yes, sir. Man, and now Thinner. <laughs> There's a lot of good things. There's, There's a lot, a lot of good things. inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> like, There's some morality to it. Yeah, if you do this here. in life, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, my biggest memory is uh, is being with somebody who uh, was completely against giving blowjobs while you were driving because that's what we I didn't. I was gonna say something. If you didn't say something because. Uh, world uh, according to Garp is the only other one yeah, I can think of. Ruins that. Are we in a gypsy camp? I don't uh, think so. Roadhead, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you say earlier? I, <laughs> I won't drive around gypsies. But <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the premise around this was a. Uh, well, this was written under Richard Bachman. It was uh, one of his, oh, uh, was it? his Bachman uh, pen names. Hmm. And. Uh, it was centered around a guy who was getting head uh, while he was driving uh, by his wife, and they hit an old gypsy woman in the uh, street. The street. Yep. And the gypsy... That's just bad luck right the, there. Well, that's what it is. The gypsy yeah. guy came up to him, and he said one word to him. He said, thinner. Yep. And then right from that point on, shit's gone down. Yeah. Why don't you take it from there? What is some of your favorite? For a movie. It was Well, initially, when I read the book, I don't know how they were going to make the movie. because, And they still didn't... They he gets down to like in the book he gets down to like forty seven pounds. Holy and, and shit! And so I knew they weren't even going to be able to show it. So he right. got down to as far Christian as Christian Bale would have done it if he was <laughs> no, there in that role. They did their best with what they could do. Yeah, there and it wasn't there wasn't any big actors in this. Joe Montana was in it, and that was right. probably the biggest. Yeah. But what are your uh, fond memories of Thinner? Not a big oh one. man, I just like you know just the whole story and the premise of it. I mean, you know, so he gets cursed thinner, and at first he thinks like, oh, this is great. I can was, eat. We didn't say he what was he, big. Yeah, he yeah was we didn't say the right. fact. That, and that's he really was gigantic. And that yeah. was really he the was only like way 300 to do it because you could take Patty. He was like right. three fifty. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they really highlighted the fact that he loved to eat. Yeah. His wife was pretty cute. Who was his wife? Oh, I can't remember who plays um, her. Yeah, I can't remember. It wasn't anybody famous. I don't no, think. There wasn't no, it any... was. <sighs> no. Yeah, I think wasn't it was the just a character. But the, whoever the guy no, who no, played no. the uh, whoever the guy who played the old I gypsy man. Who... Oh yeah, he was, he was awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, but yeah. So he starts like losing weight, and he thinks at first like, "Oh, this is awesome! Like I'm losing weight. Yeah. I'm eating whatever I want." And people are like, "Oh, you're looking fantastic. What are you doing?" He's like, "Nothing." You know, and then he kind of thinks like, well, maybe I should go get checked out. What? And he, it's not stopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they Didn't basically they they can't find anything like wrong thing. with him. Can't find anything wrong they, with him. You know, they say, well, you're just losing weight and it's fantastic and it's good for you, you know. And he eventually starts to waste, you know, away to nothing. And he realizes that he has to go and try and make a deal with yeah. this gypsy. To take the curse away. Yeah. And, uh, you know. I don't think the gypsy's going to take the curse. No, and he doesn't, you know. And he goes in, <laughs> and he begs him, yeah. you know. Yeah. And you remember, remember, he calls him the man from town, you know. And uh, and he he's eventually gets to the point where he says, all right, well, I'm going to curse you. I'm, oh, a, yeah. you know, the man from the town ta- from town is putting a curse on you. Yeah. And that's when he goes and he calls, uh, what's his name, uh, Joe? Joe Montagna? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, because he's, he's a mobster, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. That's, and, it's his, that's his 
bread and butter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he's good at it, you know. Um, He just plays the same character in a different movie, you know, every time. I I got a real quick side story. He hosted Saturday Night Live one time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they had, like, a kid in the audience during the the cold opening. Mm -hmm. And he was giving the monologue. And the kid is, like, wearing a football jersey. And he's like, I thought you said Joe Montana was going to be here. (laughs) And then Joe Montana's like, hey, kid, I'm a monster. I make one phone call. He, like, he started going in. I don't That's know how awesome. did how did it end because I remember how it ended in the book. Okay, so in the movie, the movie, in the movie, basically he makes he, you know he he finally gets the old man in a position that he is going to take the curse off, and so the only way to do that is to yeah. give some. He gives him a pie, yeah, and he has. <laughs> this to, is the same. No, and so yeah. he, well, he has to give that pie to somebody, yeah. and so he's he's going to give it to his wife. I don't think uh, it was intended for no, my wife. I no, think, no, who she, was she, it? It was intended for it's someone. Intended for someone else. He didn't even that, they didn't even say that. Yeah, but but his wife accidentally accidentally. Well, oh yeah, well, so, well, and so did his daughter. Oh, yeah, oh, did she really? Yeah, yeah his, daughter, his daughter. His daughter yeah, comes in his and family, licks the yeah. and oh, t- no. puts her finger in the oh, pie yeah. and says, you know, and puts her finger in her mouth and says, it's delicious. Like they got to bake some more pies. Yeah, and so you know, because yeah, I'm trying to think of who he was going to give it to. Yeah, that I can't remember. I don't think they said. No, they did. They did. He had somebody in mind. I, I but anyways, I can't remember. Um, but so good. yeah, yeah. It was good. So like he I said, ends it, only, up it, to it eat suffered maybe pie. from a little lack of great acting in it. Was it. TV again and special yeah. effects. No, yeah. it wasn't TV. No, it was a movie. No, it was a movie. No, it was a movie. That's it was right. Movie. I saw it in the I theater. theater. Yeah, and it was good. But like you said, I think it was a it was a little ahead of it, uh, its time. I think if they had waited a little bit with digital effects, they could have. Oh they yeah, made this guy yeah. scary. And they still can. Well, shit. If you've seen Captain America and the way they made Buck, made what's his name? look? Chris Evans, man. Yeah, made him look like a scrawny. You could have nothing. So yeah, you could have wasted him down. 47 pounds that's what it was supposed to be that's why Chris Evans got a lot of pleasure out of watching that oh Oh, yeah yeah, I bet (laughs) yeah look at I'm tiny (laughs) but yeah and I remember it was one of the more racy books he uh, he kind of he had a couple moments in there where he was really uh, writing some uh, some racy sex scenes and stuff like that. And just huh. He was testing the waters, and, man. And, no, yeah. I mean he just he he touches it in every one of his books. He has a little bit here and there, but he never really goes into it much. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it was it was a really good one. I haven't seen it in a long time. So. Yeah, great movie. So number twelve here. This was that was ninety six. So two years later, nineteen ninety eight. And um, this is another one that goes under people's radar, and they might not realize it's even a Stephen King one. Is at pupil. Oh. Loved at pupil, man. Never remember even, that. Never even heard. Never of even heard of it. No. Oh, awesome. Well, we'll it was tell you evil through the whole. Thing. Yeah, it was evil really? through the whole thing. No resolution to and evil. And this was in one of his books. This, oh. this might have been different seasons. This might have been the other one. Brilliantly. So you got Ian McKellen. Oh. First time I probably ever saw Ian McKellen. Uh, yeah, and he. Uh, and he what a time him. to play that role too. Yeah. That's tough, man. Oh yeah. Hmm. And Brad Renfro. Brad you Renfro. Brad Renfro from Bully. From Bully. And uh, Alpha Dog. He and, died, uh, too. Yeah, he died. Informers. Oh, wow. He died. Uh, oh, The Client. He was a little kid from The Client. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he God, died. He killed himself. Bully or he, no, he had an overdose, I think. Either one. Uh, but, <laughs> one or the other. And you've yeah. got uh, one of the best breakout roles that I had first seen him do that wasn't com- comedic was Schwimmer. Yeah. David Schwimmer. And then he went on to do Band of Band Brothers, Brothers, which blew my mind. Killed it. Wow. Totally Those first two it. episodes of Band of Brothers. Yeah. Change your view of him. Oh yeah, the rest of your life. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it was only the first. We should do a band. Was it two? Spot. That's think, my favorite. I think he was only in the first. Episode. He was only in the first two episodes. Yeah. You know, he I'll was in the first you. two, and then, and they, then he, he saw him. He, once you saw him on. one more time yeah. later on. That was it. Have we and done a war pod before? 
We did one. We did, did one. one. Okay. We can, we can we redo one. I, I'll tell you, I'd love to have my dad on to do that. Oh, nice. We can have your dad yeah, on. he'd be great. He's a big war buff? Oh, my God, oh. yes. But anyways, let me, let me tell you. He's got the Band of Brothers series hey, we got to go back, back to Stephen right King stuff so, right yeah. now. That's let me give you a quick synopsis of App Pupil because it was pretty ingenious. So Ian McKellen played this... Well, let's go to uh, let's go to Renfro first. Brad Renfro played this kind of sadistic little asshole that was in his. He He's was really a good at that. He was really good. He <laughs> at just that. He wasn't getting along with anyone at school. <laughs> he was he was kind of blackmailing David Schwimmer, who played his guidance counselor. Told huh. David Schwimmer one time that he was going to tell him people he touched him or something yeah. like that. Oh shit! And that was a crazy. Yeah, it was scene a creepy because scene. you're like and you saw it across David Schwimmer's face where he's yeah. like, "Holy shit, this guy could, he end could my totally career. do that." Yeah, uh, like, and he was really think scary. about it. He could totally. Do oh that. yeah, absolutely. Like, and Schwimmer didn't like bother him after that. So this is the worst person to, yeah. to find <laughs> out what he finds out, and what he finds out is that the guy down the street used to be a Nazi. And not not just a Nazi, like a, a Nazi, Nazi guard at a, a Nazi guard at, a at like concentration a camp. Horrible! Oh, wow. This guy has done horrible, horrible things, oh. and it's played by Ian McKellen, mm-hmm. who Gandalf, you know. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so what he does is he breaks into his house and he tells him. He says, "I know you are who you are." It takes a couple times coming to his he front does a door. Bunch of shitty, awesome but, research. But yeah, he comes to his house and basically says, "I know who you are." And I could turn you in at any moment, and you could be taken away, and they'll execute you, and they'll uh, you'll be charged for these crimes this, uh, even this late in the game. They're probably right. charging with the crimes and then oh, execute yeah, yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, maybe not. He's bad. Yeah, like, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, Boom. Guilty. <laughs> and this is why. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he finds out about him, and all this is what the twisted part of it is. is all Brad Renfro wants to do, wants him to do is tell him the fucked up yeah, stories. He just wants fucked up stories. He just wants to t- him. He to, wants to be. He, oh, wants, wow. to, he wants to experience the every Holocaust detail from a, every detail oh, of the most oh, horrible God. things that he could yeah. possibly. It do. was a tough movie to watch yeah. at some points. And he holds it you. back. Aaron McKellen holds he it does. back, and Brad Renfro's like, "No, I know you got there." Wow, the craziest part is when they bought with that Elias, hitchhiker with uh, Elias Codius. Elias Codius from from Let Me In, and he played Casey Jones and in the. Uh, Teen Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the old school. Oh, really? One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he played a homeless easy. guy. He played a homeless guy, and you saw Renfro kill a cat earlier in the movie, and it was disturbing enough. You, know, you, you kill worse. a movie, you kill an animal in a movie on screen mm. like that, you're instantly gonna be hated. Yeah, right. There's no getting past that. Mm-hmm. And so then he's uh, he's uh, no wait, didn't Ian McKellen kill it? I think they both did because remember he tried to put it in the Ian oven. Ian McKellen right? tried to put it in the oven. Yeah, but. Uh, they got the homeless guy in the house, Spot and this was what the dark. problem with the movie is. This is when it gets disturbing. If it's this not, is a dark if it's not film. already, disturbing. this is not one I recommend. <laughs> it's good. It was. I know it's awesome, but I don't recommend this yeah. to a lot of people. It was Brian Singer before he did Usual Suspects and okay. the X Men movies. So what happens though is he he rekindles this fire in Ian McKellen's like brain and his and his self yeah. and he wants to kill now like and and he brings this homeless guy in and he's gonna kill this homeless like, guy and now it's this kid against oh him. we like to help people we like to take people in and oh, give, oh, feed God. them and give them a chance because nobody else it was says, very was that the worst pretense and it's like I hate that too that bothers me there's a great when murders scene. happen under like the pretense of helping somebody oh too. yeah it's absolutely like, it's oh, like yeah. a betrayal. And the murder is even worse. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, very unsettling. This, this, this scene movie where, was very unsettling. The there's a scene where he's got the, the homeless guy at the dinner table and yeah. he's eating dinner and he's just watching him, man. And you could tell that Ian McKellen's going to kill him at some point. Yeah. You're like, this is just disturbing. But it was it was really well done. Uh-huh. Really fucked up. So yeah, if you could ever get a chance to see App Pupil, 
definitely do so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so 1999, this is where uh, Frank Darabont comes in again, comes back again? and uh, hits a home run with uh, The Green Mile. Oh. oh, yeah. Now, The Green Mile was an interesting book because it was released in chapters. And they released a different, there was like six chapters that made up one book. When I, when I read it, it was all one book. But, but initially, had on the initially, initial run, oh, he, he did it like, off. no, they came out every three months. Oh, okay. So a new section oh, wow. came out every three months until what it was a market. That's I'm in business school. That's a good market. Yeah, hell and, yes uh, it is. <laughs> so bringing us a little bit before the production of the movie, uh, Bruce Willis was reading it on the set of Armageddon. And he brought it to I Michael. Don't do it. Every time you say the name of the movie, uh, do no. it. <laughs> so anyway, so he he brought the book to Mark Clark Duncan and said, "You are John Coffey." And this really? Book, oh, it wow. says, You need to go, and if they're making this movie, you need to be in it. So he petitioned really? big time. Really? And that's how he got the role to be uh, no John Coffey. And he was no one else could have played it. No, he, no. Bing Rames was the closest thing to someone of that size. And right. He still was like a foot small. Oh uh, yeah, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, uh, he really and this book was amazing. This and, was right up there as one of his best books too. If just huh. like the movie, like Frank Darabont knows how to be faithful, and he didn't with Shawshank. He had to tailor it a little bit to be but his it's style. Stylistic, this one was perfect. It's for him. really like there's a there's a winding empathy. Yeah. That embrought embrought. Embo- you know what that's called? It's called Tom Hanks. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, but yeah. not just this movie. Even. Even in Shawshank, yeah, like you yeah. felt for Tim Robbins's character. That's Darabont. Right. That's Frank Darabont. That's what yeah. I'm saying. He yeah. he weaves this this kind of overarching like empathy. Yeah. In the movie, and yeah. it's like you you believe him. Tom Hanks, obviously, he's the choice oh, yeah. to pull this off. I'll I'll tell you one thing right now. The and this may be jumping forward, but this has one scene that my wife cannot yeah. watch. Yeah. I, like, I, and it is of disturbing. all the it is fucked up movies that we've watched, up, <laughs> we haven't watched a bunch of fucked up movies, but we, we can watch is. so many different movies. But this one scene with when um, when the uh, they electrocute they, they electrocute that, the Fisher King guy. yeah the Fisher King guy oh yeah when, and they don't and uh, they wet don't the put sponge. the wet right the sponge. Yeah, it was it very disturbing. yeah that is hard very it's like, disturbing I didn't think it was anything the, really but to some people yeah yeah the they're screams. like yeah. she's like I can't take that yeah. his head caught on and fire and I get it I totally it was the yeah. cuts they cut to the other guy yeah. watching it yeah, yeah. I get it no and that's something that's totally has happened oh yeah oh I bet it has happened and it's horrific I mean how they can't it was very real. Figure out a way to how they did for it executions. Too. It's I mean that's political, right? right yeah. Uh, and there were several things I loved about this movie. Uh, Michael, that was his name. Who the uh, guy that Sam from Rockwell from um, L.A. Confidential that played the warden? Uh, L.A. Confidential. Which guy from L.A. Confidential? The chief. Oh yeah, James Cromwell. James Cromwell. Yeah, from Babe. Mm. He's <laughs> yeah. So oh, he's good. I want to see from Babe. He won an Oscar for that. I know. Did yeah. he win an Oscar for <laughs> yeah. that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Slap me yeah. in the face. Yeah. Yeah. I call him out on something and he won oh the Oscar for it. You fascinated with films. Yeah. I got half a bookend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't that's know. awesome. He was great in it, man. But uh, for me, that was the first time I ever saw Sam Rockwell. And he played that asshole, remember? Oh, my God. He was that dickhead that was just, in the cell. Remember just, he spit the moon oh, yeah. pie on the guy's face? Mm-hmm. And he was a total asshole, man. Uh, remember, they had to, like... Uh, they put him in a straitjacket. They put, put him, him in, in there. That no, that was the asshole guard that they put in the straight. Oh, they did. No, they, they put him in there. The in scene there. that yeah. broke my heart is when that guard stepped on oh, that Oh, stepped mouse. on the mouse. Mr. Jinx, I know, man. man. Not Mr. Jinx. Like, 
But if you read the book and you knew that John uh, Coffee Man... Did he really send him to the uh, Tallahassee... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Told the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh. no, that you know, honestly, that man. yeah, that scene to me almost had the same. Broke my heart. It almost had the same effect as when Bambi's mom got shot. It oh, had yeah. the same thing with Ole Eller. Like, like yeah, I yeah. literally like. I, I, it's, it's you funny can kill, as human beings you can that kill you can kill all the people yeah, you want. all the people you want you start in a movie. Killing animals, you kill an animal. I yeah. don't know why I that agree. connects us as human beings. I agree. Or, it's that Sarah McLaughlin song. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh God. Oh, it's like the saddest thing in the world. I thought the whole conversation with him about, like you said, where they were going to send him. That guy put in a performance yeah. like yeah. I wouldn't believe. I can't remember his name. I should check him up. He's see. been in a few he, things. He was an Evening seen. Shade. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he had done a whole bunch of stuff uh, beforehand, but he really put in a good performance in that movie. And he was yeah. he was awesome in Fisher King, too. What the hell is his name? I don't know, but I know who you're talking about. And he is. French, he was. He was. French yeah. He was in a, a TV show too. Oh, for a while. Michael he was Jeter. in a cartoon. Michael G. He was oh. in a cartoon. Was he? He was. Uh, Damn. You got to look that up right Michael now. Yeah. <laughs> you have to pull his IMD up because he's he was a character in a TV children's right show that everybody remembers him as, and I know this to be oh, true. I don't almost sounds... feel like we can't move on until we. Mister <laughs> Noodle. Mr. In Noodle. Elmo's world. In Elmo's like world. Ran, yeah. uh, no, he did something else, too. He was in a lot of Elmo. Hey, it was hey another Arnold? Sesame Street. He was in Hey Arnold. No, it was another Sesame Street one. It was very more mainstream than what you're saying. Uh, the Sesame Street, all I'm seeing is okay, Mr. We'll Noodle. Give him, we'll give him We'll that. give Mr. Noodle. <laughs> <laughs> he was great, and he put yeah. in a performance of a lifetime yeah. in that scene, man. He broke yeah. my heart. And even like uh, Harry Dean Stanton coming in, being the guy that yeah. did the practice runs yeah. of how they got to the... Uh, to the Green Mile, there. There's yeah. a great behind the scenes. And when footage. they go, and then when they bring John Coffey to oh, to what's to, her uh, name? John Carmel's yeah, the house wife. for his wife. Right. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and she was belligerent. Remember, she was so belligerent yeah. until yeah. Until well, she it, had that same that, thing from Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Yep. She had whatever disease, multiple sclerosis or spinal bifida. Spinal bifida. Yeah, something like that. It was horrible. That's not what she had. That's not what she had, motherfuckers. Get it right. Maria's really pissed right now. I feel like like I've dropped the ball like three times in this pod. I try try to stay true. If I don't know what I'm talking about, and I know she'll know what I'm not talking about, I try to keep my mouth shut, but she had one of those things. All right, man. So let's go on to the next one, man, because... uh, the next one was also Frank Darabont, man. Yeah, bam. We're jumping forward. <laughs> we're jumping forward from 1999 to 2007. So there were some stuff oh, in there, but it yeah. wasn't anything. I mean, it was Hearts in Atlantis and stuff like that. Ain't and wrong. yeah, uh, but this one, this blew my mind. I loved this. Thomas J was in this movie, and this was from uh, this was from Skeleton Crew, which was another. Oh, it was that... a group of uh, short stories, <laughs> very similar to Night Shift book cover. Yeah, it had the uh, <laughs> the key. It had the monkey with the, the symbols. Oh, yeah, the monkey oh. with symbols. Yeah. Uh, so this is 2007. Frank Darabont's <laughs> The Mist. I love The Mist. Man. Yeah. So no, see, you have to remind good, me of this because I know I've seen so it, but good. it's probably been since then that I've <laughs> seen it. This is the movie that I was talking about earlier, where the end, like, if you had just waited a few more minutes, mm. it would have changed. It had a horrible, oh, horribly yeah. wonderful. And ending. I know people uh-huh. that are like. 
the ending like infuriates me. Oh. <laughs> like it can't. It's supposed it. to infuriate you. Yeah. It, it was can't very take well it. Done. I mean, I know it jumped way ahead, so go back. And to you could tell that this guy was because Frank Darabont was the kind of the the leader of that first season of Walking Dead. They had a falling out with him on The Walking Dead, and he's still suing him every, every like really? couple months. He's trying to file a lawsuit against him because they, he got screwed over, and because he basically started that series, and now it's become huge. But oh, that's uh, but a lot funny. of his actors were in that. The uh, the girl from uh, you know the cop from Silent Hill. Yep. She also she played Andrea in yeah. the uh, in the series. Who she was, was the in girl the that played the Carol? Carol was in the movie. Who played the the leader of the opposite side with the long hair, the Christian woman? Uh, oh yeah, she was amazing in this movie Cooper, too. What was her name? She was uh, she was from Mystic River. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she was, was really good, man. And that was a good character from the uh, script too. So what was great about the Mist? So what happens here? Is you got Thomas Jane, who's just like a uh, he's an artist. He does, and com- they, he does posters, yeah. like and a huge storm comes through, and it, uh, him and Andre Brewer, who is his neighbor, an amazing actor. You know Andre Brewer? He's uh, he was the black guy from Homicide, uh, Life on the Streets, and you've seen him if I showed his picture to you. Probably, recognize yeah. him. But he plays his neighbor and said they, they had some damage. The they had huge some, storm but they had some in. racial tension. Between yeah, and they had neighbor. some tension. They were the kind of neighbors that didn't get along, but they mm. kind of came together and they decided. Uh, they needed work done on their houses because of the storm that came in, so they decided to go to the grocery store, and he's going to give them a ride in there. So him, his wife, uh, no, uh, Thomas Jane, his kid, and Andre Brewer go to a grocery store. Yeah. Right when they get in the grocery store, it's not long after that, the whole place gets foggy, and then that guy who played, he played the lawyer in Shawshank Redemption, but he was also Dale from Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. He ran into the store and said, there's something in the mist. Mm -hmm. Don't go outside. Don't go outside. You can't go outside. You'll get killed in the mist, and it freaks people out. Some people stay. Some people just bolt out of there. And then you hear, like, screams. Uh, And and then you hear screams and everything, and uh, Carol was one of the girls, the women that left. Uh, no, this was an original. This was because from... I feel like there was old monster movie with the blob, and then there was one. Maybe with the I fog. mean it, it's an element. I mean, the that's, fog was a yeah. Movie. It's an element that's not new, okay. but uh, but it was completely in, ingenious that there were there were creatures in the oh, mist. Oh god, there were awesome. Right. And some of some the, of my favorite creatures. Uh, doesn't somebody's any, head get cut off or something? A, a lot of different. There's lots yeah. of terrible things. But one of the best elements, the first element where you really got to know something, is uh, something happens in the back room. And remember, yeah. and remember, Thomas the James sees it. Like three of them see it, and they're trying to convince everybody else because uh, it grabs the back. They're cutting, shutting the back door, and it grabs the back. A tentacle grabs the bag boy's leg and pulls him out. Oh and, shit! And like they they cut it off with a uh, an axe, and it just appears into a pile of goo. So then they're explaining it to like William Sadler, and then a, a couple of the other. Like people. alliances were forming, like all the, right off the bat. The, right off the bat. Oh, like, wow. This is crazy, and Andre Brewer didn't believe any of it. He says this is exist ridiculous there's nothing in the mist and everything and he decides to leave with a group of people and and thomas jane says can you at least take this rope with you Mm -hmm. and uh tie it around you and then give it three tugs when you get to to your car so (laughs) you get yeah and so he pulls the rope out so so you've got two people holding the rope at the door at the front of the store and it comes straight up in the air (laughs) and you're like what the fuck (laughs) and then and then something horrible happens and it falls and then you back with a bunch of blood on the end no it, it it comes back with a bottom half oh that's yeah, right that's Wait, so oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. his legs oh. and you're like oh my god and everyone shut the door yeah, the door. yeah. They there's something in the mist yeah. something <laughs> in the mist but then the bugs show up bugs. oh my when god when it gets to nighttime, they start turning there all the so lights on there was so many great parts of this movie so many good oh. parts to it man like the, and, the assault and, and then it was a struggle between the people they stab one they 
Well, that was when it went after the bugs. So the, the nighttime came and they turned all the lights on and they realized the lights were bringing the bugs. Oh, but right. But when the bugs finally busted in, remember it got that one girl yeah, on the neck? Yeah, the cute girl. And the really cute Starved. girl. And then within the That's span the of like, within the span of two minutes, her head gets bigger Dude, and bigger. Twice the size. Until, like anaphylactic until shock. Until she like explodes or oh, something. Yeah, like, uh, Or it busts it Suffocates out. or something. It's but like, all these bugs are coming in. So they end up killing them and getting them out for that surge of them and everything. And then there's... The, the great scene is when they go next door to the pharmacy. Oh, that's the best. That when you can see all the bugs and, and the beetles, and it was just really unsettling. But like you said, they started turning on each other. There was a fracture in the group where a lot of them thought it was the end of times. So this yeah. really Let's nut just case. pray for God. That, that yeah, nut case from Mystic River, man, turned everyone into like uh, Bible-like soothsayers and being like, this is the end of times, and we have to sacrifice the you boy. You can believe in to- any oh, religion you want, but when the actual physical animals show up for yeah. Armageddon, oh, yeah, yeah. then you, throw, you can put it on the back burner. And grab a sword, yeah. And start instead of praying. Well, it's it really is. It's what the Walking Dead <laughs> yeah, is now, where the people exactly. involved in it are scarier than actual the creatures yeah. involved. Yeah, yeah. It's almost and, like a like a Lord of the Flies scenario. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like that would never take place except for the people that were in the scenario. So yeah. they had this big fight out within the the two groups inside, but then the one group they got a hold of the gun and they're like, "We're leaving," and so they just bust out and they get oh, in a the and they get in a my car. My favorite character dies at that point. Yeah, you get in a the car. The grocery manager guy. Oh yeah, the, the ball. Yeah, he's the one. Who, up playing uh, Hitchcock in the later movies. He was in the Marvel he was, movies, too. Uh, really? Was he Truman Capote in another movie, too? Maybe. Maybe. I think he, he, he would be good. He's, he's Cats Meow or no? No, not he that. Was, he played something like that. Yeah. he was. He's good. I've seen him in a bunch of different stuff. Toby something. Uh, anyways, so uh, you've got... They, they go in a car. You've got the two old people. Yeah. And then you've got... Uh, his son. Uh, you've got him. Thomas Jane. And, is that uh, Thomas actor? Jane and his kid. The little blonde the kid. And Adri- uh, Andrea from Andrea Walking Dead. from Walking Dead. And... When they're driving, you get the scope of these creatures. They're like dinosaurs. Man. Yeah, it was, but there's like yeah. so many different ones. And it was so like, many different ones. It was like different creatures. It's almost like uh, cabin in the woods. Right. <laughs> but they realize: should we go to the ending or should we leave it open? <laughs> go to the ending. Because that's the. Uh, I set it up earlier. I was like, this is the most. Do you remember? You the just ending? waited two seconds longer or ten seconds. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I can't. So they get the most cr- horrible decision you'd have to make. Is just so they like hurt. run out of gas, and then yeah. the, uh, they're they're like just parked, and they can hear these creatures, and they're coming they're in. Coming they're coming to kill in. Them. And it's loud, and you can tell that they're all about to die, and they don't want to die like they've they seen don't these die people horrible. die. Right? Yes. And they have a gun, and they have, they have uh, three bullets, four, four bullets. bullets, five of them, five four of them, bullets. four bullets. So Thomas Jane decides to be the guy, and he does it so fast, man. He just turns around and boom, shoots boom, all boom. of them. Uh-huh. I think he shoots his son first his because son. he's sleeping. He shoots his own son. I remember now. And then he shoots everyone in the car, and he's like all messed up, and he's yeah. screaming. And he's, he's like crying. rocking back and forth. He's crying. rocking back and forth, Dude. and then the rumbling is getting louder yeah, and louder, rumble, and, rumble, and he's rumble, preparing rumble. himself. Yeah, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. Thomas, you should have waited. And the mist clears, <laughs> yeah. and you see that it's the, the military. Shows up. It's the military car- oh, cargo. Yeah. Uh, and they're, uh, they're clearing them all out. Yeah. They're clearing them all out. It's over. And it's all terrible. What's even worse is you see Carol. You see Carol, you see Carol and Carol all the other group that was left, praying. Who left at the beginning of survived. the Survived. Yeah, they she all survived. prayed and uh, survived. No, not that, not, not that group. Oh, I don't know okay. what happened to them. She was one of the ones that wanted to Oh, she died. At the very beginning. They stabbed her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something no, about. the girl who played Carol was the one that That's wanted right. somebody to yeah, walk her out. Yeah, and They wouldn't. And then she ended up being, they show her at driving by. So... You knew that he didn't have to shoot him. He, yeah. he literally just murdered all his people, including his son. And whew, man. I'm pretty awful. sure that I'm pretty sure the uh, the book didn't end that way. I don't remember that ending that way because it was a shock to everyone who watched it. You're yeah, like, holy shit. Yeah, and then the credits roll. Boom. Oh <laughs> so man, 
what was great about the DV, the Blu-ray too, if you watch the Blu-ray, they added some sections uh, after. It, no, it right? was uh, they made it black and white, oh, so you could great. watch it either way. You could watch it black oh, and white, really? watch it in color. I've done both. I kind of like color better. Uh-huh. Uh, black and white was interesting, but though. it's interesting yeah. because it really could play either way. So huh. it was phenomenal, man. It might have been his last really great blockbuster movie, it's but like, I'm saying Frank Darabont, man. Up. Why think they, about it? It's like talk about like. If we morph over to the like business side, mm-hmm. the whole movie took place in a grocery store or the, yep. the strip mall. Right. It's a set. Yeah. It's one it's a set. set. One yeah. set. Even one, outside with yeah. the mist. Yeah. It's, it's in set. the parking lot of the set. Yeah. Right. It's like, wow, what a great way yeah. to like The get pharmacy a was another great... set, so exactly. it was just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. They eventually were, remember they eventually went back to his house to find his wife. And his, his wife, wife was dead. She was badly. like cocooned and shit huh. up against the wall. Yeah. Oh, that wow. was creepy, man. Do you remember any of that? I, I remember. Bits and pieces? I, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Um, and right as you told me about him shooting him, I'm like, yeah, oh, I yeah, remember man, now. Real. Yeah. Yeah. It, it shocked everyone. <laughs> so this last one, and we actually, I was going to show you this guy's, this scene before we watched, but I'll tell you about oh, it. Oh, yeah. So this this last one, this actually just I came out. I have not seen this. So it just came out I'm in 2017. through your vicarious well, oh, really? I'll, I'll presentation. Leave, I'll leave some. Uh, some leave up. some of it out. Yeah, I'll leave some of it out. It, it's very interesting. And uh, it was one of the books that was written right after Dolores Claiborne, uh, and it had been a while. And I didn't know that they were ever going to make it because it seemed uh, unlikely because what's going on in the movie is you've got this couple who are trying to rekindle their romance. And they go out to this uh, log cabin type house in the lover's getaway type of thing. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's, uh, Carlo Guino who is really good. She was from Sin City. She played uh, Krull's girl in uh, uh, Son-in-Law. She was really she was in Spy Kids. She's, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, she's a great actress. She's been in a bunch of different things. She mm. was, you've seen Sin City? Yeah. She was the one that was missing she an was, arm. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the brunette. That's not so what's her, what it told And her husband, yeah. Her <laughs> husband uh, is played by Bruce Greenwood, who's an awesome actor. Yeah, he yeah. played uh, Kennedy in uh, that uh, yeah. 13 Hours. Uh, and <laughs> we need he's been a bunch of different stuff. Jeez. He was great. He was in Virus. Uh, but anyway, so those two are there, and he's slightly older than her, and uh, you can see that they're trying to rekindle. He takes a Viagra in the uh, in the bathroom, and they're gonna have this great thing. And uh, you could tell she was kind of pent up about something, but you couldn't tell what it was. She's got this crazy backstory that they go through and through the movie. But uh, he decides to uh, they decide to do the little kinky stuff, and he uh, breaks out the handcuffs and handcuffs her to the uh, sounds the like host. a public service announcement yeah. for kinky stuff. No man, this is a public <laughs> service announcement for a lot of things. But let me tell you, so she she gets uh, put uh, what was it the uh, the bedpost. Yeah, so yeah. she gets handcuffed to the bedpost. And she's kind of she's not feeling it, you know, and she's she's getting angry at him, and she wants him to kind of stop, and she kind of thrashes at him, and he's kind of shocked, and right when he's trying to calm her down, he has a heart attack. Oh <laughs> shit! Rolls over and falls out the bed and dies. Dies. Oh. And she's fuck. handcuffed to the bed. Yeah. And the great thing about this is he, uh, she still sees him. Uh, he's dead on the ground. Yeah. Uh, but she still sees him. He talks to her like he stands next to the bed and talks to her like he's there, like it's her conscience because she's there for a while. Oh, wow. And what happens is she's got the only thing, she's got one glass of water that's above her. Uh-huh. And she can lift and get her fingers around. She's and she in can take laundry sips or something, too, and, right? Uh, yeah, she's in laundry. In the book, she was nude. That's why I didn't know they were ever going to do it, but they just had her in lingerie through it. Uh-huh. So you're seeing through it while she's sitting in there trying to figure out what to do. You see her backstory. Her backstory is fucked up, man. It's really fucked up. Her uh-huh. dad's played by Elliot. Don't from, ruin it for her me. Her dad's I played from Elliot from E.T. and there's some fucked up shit going on there. So she's got some backstory and everything. But the whole movie is centered Probably around how is she going to get out of this? How is she going to get out of the bed? Right. And uh, 
I don't know how much I can uh, get in without giving it uh, too much away. Oh, you mean you keep telling me to watch the hand scenes? Yeah, so I assume that's well, something to have to do. I mean, do it does it. have something to do with her hand, so I'll just go ahead. <laughs> uh, she's got this glass. I only care about my it, preservation it really, of it. I already know that <laughs> this really was the money shot. It was a slow yeah. movie and it was a slow burn, but it was really well done and well played, and it was a good story. Uh-huh. But she's so she's got this glass, and at some point she decides to break the glass with her. Uh, uh, hand. With her hand, you know, and she starts sliding, slitting her wrists, yeah. and, oh, uh, and just man. to get the blood in the lubrication to, yeah. uh, oh, nice. to get everything off. But you got to realize that in the movie, in this, it was didn't come across as gruesome in the movie. In the uh, book? No, in the book, sorry, in the movie, it certainly did to the point where you had to look away almost like really? head ah, tomahawk time. Oh. Uh, but anyway, so she slices her uh, hand with it. And then at some point it gets so bad that she's she just has to pull it off, uh, and it almost literally takes the like a glove. D glove. They yeah. call it D glove. Yeah, it happens. Oh, I didn't, uh, know, I didn't realize that was ha- a thing. Like, yeah, it happens. Oh, I didn't, now it's even more. Now Maria's now I'm really sick. freaking out trying to. Uh, don't uh, explain that. Just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> so literally, it comes right fucking off, and it's like a slab of meat. Uh, and uh, she's she's got her cell phone there, and she's like this, and she's trying to. Uh, it's really disturbing, but it's all it all works down to that money spot there. It was yeah, well done. Yeah. That Netflix. But you didn't even tell him like wolves came in. The oh door yeah, was that wide was open. a fucked up scene too. While she <laughs> was while she was up there, the door was the, open. The, the door was wide open. So at different times, They're wild, wild wolves and dogs would come in and start eating her husband. What uh, and, the fuck? Literally in front of her, but you, it was done in a clever way where you could only see the bottom half of his body jerk. Oh. Because her view was only his feet like, oh, uh, God. on there, so she couldn't see. Until she stood up and they showed that, that money shot at the end, you saw what the dog's oh, damage that they had man. done to him and everything. Uh, but the idea that they had him still alive talking to her during yeah. this whole thing was really great because he was still in his like boxer his he was wearing like black boxer briefs so he, he was, wouldn't have signed he was up like for that dealing. movie I didn't get more screen time I need oh, more man. screen time yeah right <laughs> so he was like uh, talking to her and like oh you gotta do this or you could do that and you gotta conserve your water and you gotta do this so it was very well done man huh. Netflix that was one of the first ones Netflix has done Did it? Uh, well that's the first Stephen awesome. King thing so uh, hopefully they'll buy some more of the stuff because I'm telling you if I had to name one book that has not been done. Uh, I was just gonna that I've that. heard it rumored. Uh, I've heard it rumored that Spielberg was going to do it. And he bought the rights, and then I heard somebody else bought the rights. It's the book, The Talisman. Okay. And the Talisman was a book. That he, book. he wrote that with Peter Straub, and it was one yeah. of the more uh, amazing ones. And it's about it's parallel, universe it's about parallel universes. Oh, and wow. his he in one world you follow this kid, and his mom is dying, and he's living this kind of crappy life. But in an alternate universe, his mom is like the queen, the evil queen of this land. Uh, sorry, that goes mic again. <laughs> he gets really excited when talking say, about Stephen King. I love my Stephen King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so you've got a... Uh, He's, he realizes he there's a way he can travel from one parallel universe to another. Uh-huh. And that it, there was a, there's a way that if he... Uh, he can. There's a way of curing his mom in this world if he does something on the other oh, world. Oh, that sounds awesome! Oh, and wow. it was really well done. And he meets a he meets a werewolf while he's over there. Of it's course. a very fantastic <laughs> thing. And he he strikes up this great relationship with a werewolf that they travel together while they're going to wherever they're going. And he has to sounds lock like him. He has to lock <laughs> him up Is at he night. Grim? No. Oh, really? He locks him up at night and he chains him up. And then he comes back in the next morning and he releases him and they walk some more. Huh. And, and it's like. <laughs> They have this great relationship, ah. and I, I haven't read it in forever, but I remember being blown away. Yeah, by I watched it. that for that nighttime. Stuff uh, for so yeah, I was blown away that totally by awesome. it. It was yeah, a really great story. Really so I'm hoping that Spielberg or someone else uh, kind of picks up on that. So 
So yeah, that's the uh, that's our Stephen King thing, man. We left some off, but you know, there's we left uh, the appropriate ones off. I think. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, there's yeah, been some sure. decent ones like the cell. The cell, the book was a little bit maybe, better. Maybe there could be a part. That was the same. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Maybe there could be a B side. Yeah, there could be. Yeah. Um, what was the one that he made where King Hospital? <laughs> um, the, we talked about that on the last podcast. Where the the it was like a mother and daughter and I mean mother and son and oh I know what you're talking and about and they could sleepwalkers. like sleepwalkers sleepwalkers oh, yeah that was yeah, the cat yeah. one when they didn't like cats yeah yeah it like was a weird one. it was very That's weird terrible. yeah that was in the 90s it came around the same time is that a like TV movie again no it was no no it was a real yeah it was a real I one. think uh, Stephen King did a cameo on that too but did it was he? weird man they, they like created their own creatures they were like almost like these lion creatures they, but yeah. they were scared of cats. And, but they were killing all the cats in town. Yeah. That's it was, just yeah. mean. It was but a very it, but, weird But movie. at their house, they, had, they had like, like an a hundred cats. Yeah, no, that was creepy. Yeah, thing. that was really creepy. I haven't creepy. seen it forever. Yeah. It's very B movie. But they needed to find you a virgin so they could find on, feed on her innocence. That's what it was. I don't want to shift quick, but we didn't talk about Lawnmower Man. Yeah, well, Lawnmower Man's one that didn't. That was the what I was going to say. That it's the most farthest departure. It's true. From any we kind of movie bumped that ever did. We bumped it for thinner. I mean, it needed to be bumped. Well,. But it was with, a good movie on its own merit. It's true, I think. But if you're talking Stephen King, I'm not yeah. sure he didn't. He didn't know well, about we it. We both read. He probably sold the rights as an ancillary thing to another package. Well, it was an interesting story. He actually was at the theater watching another movie where he saw a poster that said Stephen King's Lawnmower Man. Nice. That's how he knew That's they made awesome the movie. Not only did they made the movie, it was huh. coming out. So no he kidding. made phone calls after that, and at that point, they removed his name from the poster because he was not a part of this kind of movie at all and it wasn't a, like you said it wasn't a bad movie right uh and everything but no it was it, decent i liked it i thought it was good i own it yeah. uh, i mean i it was our introduction to jeff fahey i thought yeah. jeff fahey was great on it went on his his arc oh yeah in that, that movie as that from dork. like a oh yeah he was like a simpleton yeah. Joe. That, like had like yep. a 70 he was like a god and then yeah. he was like a god towards the end yeah, yeah. And they were they were really testing the waters. Juliet Lewis's uh, dad was the was the gas station attendant. <laughs> I don't remember him. That's funny. He was uh, Pierce Brosnan. Not gonna mention Pierce Brosnan. Pierce you gonna mention the gas station attendant? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> What's his name? The Juliet Lewis's. Uh, Jeffrey Lewis. Jeffrey Lewis. Yeah, he was great, man. I have to call him out. He's awesome. He's a great guy. <laughs> Way the gun. He's a way so, the gun, right? Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. Hmm. Yep. So yeah, there was some other Stephen King movies that are out there, like some smaller ones here and there. But like I said, a lot of them are TV movies that they, eh, you know, like I said, Tommy I think we. And, did Stuff. very well in yeah. the last two pods to encapsulate Oh, yeah. If you're a Stephen King fan and you go out and you haven't seen any of these movies and you watch these, you won't be disappointed with any of these. Some yeah. of them, like some of the TV ones, the, like I said, the special effects and the uh, the acting might be subpar, but you got to remember that at the time... That's the best they could do, really. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and they were working with what they I'm, got. I feel like we did well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Agreed. Well, that'll be the first of many. Will be uh, anybody that has a long list of uh, credits like that. We can easily do like a Spielberg one, or I know we've got a uh, Tarantino one we want to do with uh, Jelani coming up too. So that'll be exciting. Adam We're hoping Sandler. to get yeah, a. Uh, Sandler one, right? Oh yeah, I mean yeah, we could easily do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's so many different options that could come up. Uh, we're gonna do a sports pod either before or after the. Uh, uh, the Super Bowl in honor of the Super Bowl, but I think we also got an actress pod coming up. Where each of us are going to pick one of our favorite actresses with, with Bill Murray. Hell yeah, you can. Let's hell yeah. Keep it off. Yeah. I want to talk about it right now. No, I'm talking about it. it. No, no, no. <laughs> we can go. You don't have to. And we control this. <laughs> we control this. You're listening to us. <laughs> welcome to our. Yeah. Hello and hello. welcome. <laughs> welcome to the Kingdom Pod. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, there's a lot of sports movies. I like Google sports those, movies recently, and you, you, really you don't realize. Gems when you oh yeah, I've got. He had like a track at the end. You didn't oh, know yeah. It was there. Yeah, I know, right? Bonus. Bonus. <laughs> so all right, until next time, you guys. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, we're at Don't Podcast get a hold of us. at Twitter. We're busy people. No, no, no. no. Or send you money. If you want to send money, you can totally send you money. You definitely can do that. Uh, <laughs> but you can also reach us on uh, by email through fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com and uh, also our Facebook page if it's up by, at that point. Maybe it will be. We'll see. Get it is. Search it. it by, is. Now, by now, it has up? been up for a week. Awesome. It's oh, like... Prognostication. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. So until next time, see ya. See ya. Peace.